King Gates, New Orleans Savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Fox Sports Radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Let's rob and get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports dude. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. One of sports radios, legendary figure. What up, Tony Bruno? What up? It is Tata and Tacos Tuesday. Ah, yes. I did see that up on the big sign last night. I saw that, yeah. The strip club is uh, promoting Tata and Tacos. <laughs> Tatas and Tacos. We gave up Taco Tuesday because LeBron James made it into a big yeah, scam yeah. to try to make money off of people because he just doesn't have enough. So we're not calling it Taco Tuesday anymore. It is Tata's and Taco Tuesday. Welcome. Thank you. The car tires are all inflated to the upright and locked position. Yes, for those of you who do not know why we did not do a show yesterday, we had to do an errand yesterday morning, and then we come to find out that we had a flat tire, and that took up some time yes. to get that fixed. But luckily, my boy Eddie, right around the corner. And, of course, when you live in the city, there's you know there's all kinds of construction going on, so there's screws and nails in the street. Nobody cleans it up, unfortunately. And so I ran into a screw. But luckily, I got screwed right in the boom. Right in the uh, in the tread, between the treads. So it was easy for my boy Eddie to just pull that thing. He didn't even have to take the tire off. Just jack the baby up, the car up, and then use a screwdriver, pull it up, and then rammed it in there with like a drill. Sort of like doing a root canal in your mouth, except they drill into where the hole where the plug was, and then they stick a plug in there, and then bam! It's like your filling, tire's fixed. filling the cavity. Exactly right. Or, you know, spackling, whatever you want to do. But anyway, we're underway. It's a Tuesday. It's January 21st. Heading to Miami this weekend. I finally found the song, Robin. Let me play it now. Can you crank it up? Yeah. This will be the most overplayed song next week in Miami. You feel it? Oh, yeah. Well, this we're definitely going to get violated for this. Now, you know what, Tony? I don't even want to take the chance of having our channel be silenced. Well, because my Twitter feed's been silenced. You're already so. <laughs> silenced on Twitter. This was total outrage. And you didn't and by the way, it's not my style to rip Twitter or Jack Dorsey or the other Nazis who run Twitter and have people actually believing that Twitter does not ban people or look out for people that they disagree with. Yes, but I but we did have a really, really great suggestion from somebody. What was Which I think that we should all incorporate. That you should put in your Twitter uh, description, your your hand, 
your handle, you should or your um like your profile, profile you should put LGBTQ because then they, they won't, won't they won't shadow ban me or ban me. Yeah, as soon as you do that, then you're fine. <laughs> it's amazing. So I wake I didn't even know this because Robin, the first thing she does when she wakes up is she goes to her phone. I don't do that. I get up and start preparing for a show. As you can see, once again, well prepared for today's broadcast festivities. Yes, you, do. you you are the most I over prepared. There's do. a lot I have more material than I will ever possibly use on a two hour show. But I do. I prepare Deeply, yeah, very you do. deeply. Yes, you do. And I was up late watching Body Double last night on Epics, so, a movie I haven't seen since the nineties. I know. It, it now you watch it now, and it's one of the worst movies ever made. But when it came out, the Brian De Palma movie, Body Double. It's not a wor- horrible movie, but it's the music that they play yeah, during it. Makes it's a it Brian De Palma thing. So That's what he did hokey. in all those movies. God. It's not hokey. Uh, Craig Wasson's good in it. Melanie Griffiths yeah. in it. And Deborah Shelton, terrible actor, but absolutely beautiful woman yeah, back in the day. And of course, it had Frankie goes to that, Hollywood. And she has that really sexy, sexy voice. You know, no, that's called she can't act, so she talks on a low thing, like I do, sort of. Except, no, she's I don't a think woman. she did that on purpose, though. I think it was just that's the way she spoke. The other gal who did that was um, 007 uh, girl. Uh, Which oh, one? Bar- There's been fifty of them. I know, I know, but she. Pussy galore? No. <laughs> she was in the movie with the one, the one 007 that was really bad. Um, I don't remember the Bond girls, Robin. No, like, like Kathleen Turner? She wasn't a Bond girl. Kathleen no. Turner was, because the other movie, Body Kathleen, Heat. Yeah, Kathleen Turner could actually act. Yeah, yeah, she was good. Body Heat, not Body Double. Those were my two movies that I liked yeah. back in the day involving the word body. Body Heat, Kathleen Turner, and William Hurt. Who looks terrible right now? But it happened. You talk about a battered performer. Yeah. William Hurt. And by the way, Kathleen Turner, Ooh. battered performer as well right now. Well, unfortunately, I think Kathleen Turner had an alcohol problem. I think she smoked herself into yeah. sounding like smoking. the Wicked Witch of the West. Unfortunately, that's what happens to a lot of people. So stop smoking, especially hot chicks who are young. You keep smoking when you get older. You sound like, like a large Marge. <laughs> Demi Moore has that same kind of a voice. Yeah, but it's raspy. She's always had that. I don't think I hers is a smoking I, I don't think thing. it's no. smoking either. I think, but but uh, Deborah Shelton and and uh, Demi Moore, and then the other girl from the 007 with a really bad 007 actor. I can't think of a I name. I don't know ah! which one you're talking about, Robin. Most of the Bond girls were good. Let me think. I'm gonna anyway, find. not Ned Turner, no. Uh, anyway, by the way, it, yeah, we love Brian De Palma. In fact... I'm, I'm the one who turned Robin on to my favorite Brian De Palma movie early in his career. And it was one of the main movies. That's one of the movies that catapulted. Blowout. I know that. Yes. yes. Shot, when I would take her onto the East River Drive and Lincoln Drive, I said, Robin, you know, this is where they shot the Brian De Palma movie, Blowout. And it was one of the early movies in the career of a guy who went on to have an unbelievable career, even though he's not doing anything notable lately. That's uh, damn. There were a lot of Bond girls. I'm going through Vinny, them all. Uh, what's his name? Vinny. Uh, who's the guy I'm talking about, Robin? Tanya Roberts. That's who I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Tanya Roberts, hot. Tanya Roberts, hot. But she also had. But that she wasn't just voice. a Bond girl. She was in one of the TV shows. Wasn't she a replacement in the Charlie's Angels? Wasn't she one I of the Charlie's so. Angels? But she also had that same kind of a voice. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Not Tanya Harding. Anyway. By the way, I, I want to I want to point out uh, 
not that it's that big of a deal, but I am specifically on purpose not wearing any makeup today. Oh wow! I, I, how can we go on? How can you? How, how dare you, how Robin? How dare I? How dare but you? But I wanted. To, I'm doing this on purpose because um, starting about a week ago, I started using a new product from one of our our sponsors, and um, BioLumiere. BioLumiere. Yeah, hold on. I know her. That's not not bioluminescence, which you have when you go into the beautiful waters of the Caribbean at night, and then you swim around and you move your arms and you have oh, the bioluminescence. I, I do, I love that stuff. But this is BioLumiere, um, and it's it's two different products that I'm using: the eye serum and the um, anti. I'm using cream. it now too. I know you just started because you started seeing how I fantastic wanna get that, I'm looking. I want to get that. Um, what do you call it when your face is not the uh, the China doll look? Although that's probably racist, right? Porcelain doll. Porcelain skin. Not China doll. That was yeah, a great song. Yeah, porcelain but, doll. Well, you know, and people have that, uh, you know, and most people who have that beautiful complexion have had their faces stretched so that they're, uh, as some people would say, some women had their faces Look stretched plastic. so much they've had a goatee now. That's how that's how much they've had their <laughs> face pulled up. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Oh. Now, no. So I'm I'm using the Biolumere. <laughs> they sent us a sample. And um, I'm always very skeptical about this stuff because, one, I break out fairly easily. I have sensitive skin. And, two, I haven't really noticed that much of a difference with other products. I mean, a little bit maybe here and there. But you kind of wonder if it's just like doing a patch up. or if And it's... men like it, too, ladies. <laughs> so, Frank Thomas isn't the only one who says, hey, and the women will like it, too. Well, so you started using, so you started using Can you tell the, uh, of course, I need to shave and all that other stuff. Well, you only started using it two days ago. Two days ago. I've been using it for a week, and I have to say. Gee, your face looks terrific, Robin. Like, uh, seriously, like, it, it, it really does make a difference, and my eyes don't seem as puffy. My skin doesn't seem as red. I'm, I'm noticing a major difference, so. I will keep you guys posted as to this BioLumiere, give you all the website and information. But this I may is some, not I may, I may apply some also during the show. This, is, this is not, I mean, here's the problem. Is like you and I, we're getting older. and you Well, start, I'm getting older. You're, you stay the same age. Well, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm a battered performer too, Robin. I don't just call other people battered performers. I know, but so here, let me, let's see if people identify with this. You look in the mirror and you start to see that you're going a little, you know, you're broadening a little bit in the stomach. Your your eyes broadening. are dripping. You look a little bit more tired. And when you, unless you are can afford to like get surgery or something like that, you start to go, well, yeah, there's nothing I can really do about it. And you just sort of let yourself go. And one thing leads to the other, leads to the other, and then you don't care about yourself anymore. And pretty soon you have all these aches and pains, and you just you just stop caring. Because there's, you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I really don't want to do that. I don't want you to do that, Tony. I want you to feel better about yourself because I want you around longer. And I want you to look at me and want me around longer, too. <laughs> so so I, I'm really kind of excited about all these different products. Who's looking are, at you, kid? I'm, I'm excited about the products that are... Going on our uh, becoming our sponsors, and I will be telling more about them. But this is the first start of being able to look in the mirror and go, you know what? I'm going to fight for feeling good. I'm going to fight for my right to party and fight for my right to be on Twitter. And the thing about the t- back to the Twitter for a second, how do they determine that one tweet of mine 
uh, gets me a seven-day suspension. Now, I can see tweets. I just can't like tweets, retweet, or tweet. I can DM friends. So if you want to slide into my DMs, I guess I'm allowed to do that. And preferably women slide in my DMs, please. And so the bottom line is, who's in charge of Twitter? I know Jack Dorsey is. How does he determine? You know what the tweet was? I tweeted yesterday when all of this stuff was going on. Because my biggest thing on Twitter, I always go after politicians. and I always go after media people. Media people are my number one. The politicians, everybody goes after politicians. You know, that's not, it's a sea of people with agendas. But yesterday during the whole gun d- debate, the uh, rally in Virginia, and I don't own a gun, and so I'm not some gun crazy guy who thinks everybody should have AR-15s. I told the story. I tried to get a gun, yeah, and I was denied. Another uh, another um, home, invasion. home invasion. I'm thinking maybe I want one. Maybe I need more. Maybe I need a Gatling gun. But anyway, enough Scare. about that. So yesterday, the media, of course, and this has nothing to do with being a Democrat or a Republican. This is just corrupt media. When the corrupt media believes, like, for example, they were having the gun rally yesterday, the Second Amendment rally. It wasn't a pro-gun rally. It was a pro-Second Amendment rally. And so all these people show up with guns, and the media was doing all of this crazy stuff of, oh, man, you, you go look at it. This isn't me. Go look at all the media people and how they reacted prior to the event as it was starting. Oh, the tensions are high. The governor is calling a state of emergency. There's going to be violence. There's going to be arrest. These people are animals. Look at them. They're all rednecks. By the way, the governor of Virginia is also a redneck. I love the, the rednecks are all the people who have guns and showing up with camo. But the governor, who's a redneck, he's okay. You're either a redneck or you're not a redneck. You can't pick and choose which southern person you determine is a redneck. Bill Clinton was from Arkansas, redneck. He was a president. Jimmy Carter was from Plains, Georgia, rednecks in Georgia. So which rednecks are good and which rednecks are bad, which is the problem with Twitter from Jump Street. So I made a comment to the governor who issued a statement about how he's glad that his people got the job done. What job did your people get done, Governor Blackface? Coon Man? By the way, he called himself Coon Man. I don't call somebody Coon Man. And I got suspended from Twitter for seven days because I had the audacity. Where is that coming from, Robin? Oh, I'm hearing myself back, and I don't like that. I only want to hear myself once, and once is enough. So anyway, so I th- that was my th- that's the tweet well, that got were, me suspended. Right, well, you were making you were actually criticizing him for exactly. I didn't utilizing I didn't, that or or being proud in his yearbook for utilizing that racist word, and and so, then they suspend me without even telling me for seven days until next week when we'll be in Miami. Yeah, tell me how that's fair. I didn't call for anybody's death. I didn't call somebody racist, fascist, Hitler, all the others. You, know, you look on Twitter and you see what people are allowed to say. And then you tell me that me telling the governor of Virginia that what he did was an absolute joke in calling the state of emergency. And then he puts out a statement and I responded to a statement. I didn't call him any names. I didn't say anything that is even close to violating Twitter's terms of policy. Well, you tell me what the policy is, Jack Dorsey. Tell me and everybody else who's on Twitter what the policy is. You know what the policy is, Jack? It's what your Nazis who work there and, and, and look at the accounts determine what it is. 
Do you think, I, I have a feeling, though, that the initial suspension is probably just some automatic robot. Seven days? I got suspended once for 24 hours. Right, and I think it Because escalates. I made a mistake on, on my birth date. Right. They actually claimed, because I was updating my profile, and then I accidentally messed up the date. I didn't try to make myself younger. I always have the accurate information. <laughs> so I accidentally messed up the date, and then Twitter suspended me for 24 hours for trying to lie about my age. Yes. They lie about my age yeah. because you have to be over 18 right, to have a Twitter right. account. Yeah, and that you were under the age. So, so some, somehow, because my date was wrong, they thought I was manipulating Twitter to try to lie about my age. I've been on Twitter since 2009. That's 10 years. Yeah. No, almost 11 years. Yeah. Don't you think that something as simple as an age verification would be easy to prove when you look in a verified account with 63,000 followers that somehow the people who determine that I get suspended for something involving think, a again, date? Again, I think it's robots. I think it's robots that do it. No, it's not because if robots were doing this, half of Twitter would be wiped out. Half of Twitter would be thrown off if, if it was about robots. That's why I do believe, I do believe that we should add lgbtq to your profile information and see if that makes a difference i don't know again if you're gonna have i understand first of all there's this guy levitt this douchebag who's a verified supposed journalist who has two hundred thousand followers this is a guy who harassed a woman who worked in a cbs or a walmart over that toothbrush thing you saw that story oh, so this guy's a douchebag yes, so he's allowed totally he's never gets thrown off twitter so you explain to me, Jack Dorsey and Twitter support, how a guy who purposely calls the police on a woman working in Walmart to try to and get her, her in trouble, calls the police to show up at a Walmart because a, a uh, electric Target. toothbrush, a Target, I'm sorry, a Target, electric toothbrush had a price tag of 001 cent. Right. And it was a display model. And so he claimed that the woman, because she works there, had to give him the toothbrush. And when she didn't, he called the police on her. Yeah. And guess what? This guy is still on Twitter. This guy is still on Twitter with 200,000 followers. So explain to me. And this guy has done it before. This guy has done heinous, heinous things. Yeah. He has called, he has called people who, who are involved in mass murders. He supported mass murderers on there. And this guy's allowed to be on Twitter? Whose dick is he sucking, Jack? Is it yours? Piece of garbage. I'm well. I am waiting the day that Twitter just shuts down, that it basically I goes wish, out of business. I wish that there. And was, it's not just about me. For everybody yeah. else, I think no, Twitter is the worst thing to happen to humanity. I wish that there was a good alternative. There are no good. There's other places that put it up, but everybody's addicted to Twitter. What is and this? it has a purpose. Clarky Bob says L G B T Q G H I L M N O P. <laughs> yes. Is that what it takes? It takes to have a, the right agenda. Because I people there's some people, oh, you're a right-wing zealot. No, I'm not. I'm a common-sense zealot. Just because I don't bash Trump like everybody else in the media does. You do every so, now and then. Yeah, I take shots at him. But they don't see that. They only see the standing up for the rights of people for the Second Amendment rights and their First Amendment rights. I'm consistent with my support of the First Amendment and Second Amendment. It's ridiculous. So... It shouldn't be freedom of – because there is no freedom of speech on Twitter or Facebook, for that matter. They determine what goes on there. And if you consider my Twitter feed or my – I don't go on Facebook. 
Robin goes on for me. I don't really go on that often. And again, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. I just want there to be a fair system for people who go on Mm -hmm. and utilize social media, right? There are people, you can go look at your Twitter feed any day and see some of the most reprehensible things that are written on there, and people are never held accountable. If I'm held accountable and suspended for seven days for tweeting to the governor of Virginia. And calling him out for the things that he's done. For basically taking credit. He took credit for the fact that there was no violence yesterday. At the, it's almost like the media was rooting for violence. It's almost like you can see it. It's, this isn't me. This isn't some agenda. I look at things and I saw there's an entire somebody put together an entire compilation of all the media people who were saying, oh, tensions are high. There's a state of emergency. And then uh, thousands of people show up with guns. And, and oh, by the way, not only did they show up with guns and get called names. The media pretty much buried the story right. after there was no violence, yeah, after said, no one was arrested. My, my and guess what? These people even cleaned up their trash. They even picked up the trash when they left. Go to a woman's march and go to any of these leftist marches out there where they're leaving trash in the streets, the signs are thrown. And again, am I a right-wing guy? No, but you know what? I, am, I call out the absolute hypocrisy of the leftist douchebags who are now running the media and have been, now that they're, they're just being exposed. And so because I call out when I see corrupt media people, corrupt media people who are not fair, they're not journalists. There were guys at NBC News yesterday saying that the ones, they were, the, the, the group was chanting, they were doing the Star Spangled Banner, and this guy so at in NBC. In actuality, they were doing the Star Spangled Banner. And this guy said that they were they were chanting all of these white nationalist things. Right. That's 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 the kind of incompetence. There was another NBC. These are NBC National. These aren't little local reporters showing up with their little tape recorders just so they can get something on tape and sell it to TMZ. These are network reporters who absolutely have zero capability of reporting facts to you without inserting their agenda. That's what's wrong with the media. That's what angers me, and that's what I go after on Twitter. Mostly corrupt media people who are not giving you facts. And unfortunately, most people get their supposed facts on social media. I get my facts on social media because the people that I follow that I respect, the Adam Schefters, the John Heymans, the legitimate people who use Twitter to dispense information. And those are the ones that I go to all the time. When I see breaking news from Adam Schefter, I know it's legit. I know his sources are good. When I see stories from John Heyman, or you name the, the most important people in media, like NBC News, Fox News, I don't retweet those things because they're opinions for the most part. So my, my attempt and my way of de- dealing with things every day, and I've always been this way, get the facts first. Give me the facts and let me draw my conclusions and Give make an opinion. Give me the facts, Jack. Get some facts and then come back and see you. But nowadays, reporters can't just give you facts. Mm-hmm. Reporters feel like they have to be reporters slash analysts, too. My favorite, though, is when they're like you can they have video showing they're saying one thing. And in the video, you can see that it is exactly the opposite. Like, for example, yesterday where they were saying that it was it was a vile, you know, that there was um, mostly peaceful. It was completely peaceful. Exactly. That they were saying that it was white supremacist, yet there were people of every color there. Um, and you're looking in the background going, wait a minute. What you're saying does not make sense. Where's the sound? I don't know. what I, I got it right here. 
And I'll say this to you, Robin. Uh, how dare you? Exactly. How dare you? How dare you, Jack? Dean says, the stock market's down. My Twitter is down. Tony's Twitter's down. What the hell is going on in Florida? Jack? You are failing us. Exactly right. And you know what I'll say to you, Jack Dorsey? Mr. Hipster dude with the beard and the cool cats and all the other. Does he have a beard now? He's always had a beard, Jack Dorsey, on Twitter. Go look at Jack. At Jack. That's the fact, Jack. Let me just say this to you, Jack Dorsey, and all the people at Twitter. You're a crumb creep coward. Exactly. You're a real crumb bum. Exactly. And you are still not mature enough to tell it like it is. Clarky Bob says it was completely peaceful. Only one arrest yesterday. I didn't even hear about the arrest. I didn't hear the arrest either. But I believe you. I'm sure that there was who knows who the arrest And the media was so, so disappointed that 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 Governor Coon Man down there, blackface. Wait, (laughs) Again, Coon Man is what he calls himself. If you don't understand the news and the fact that Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, called himself Coon Man in college, I don't use that that word, Robin. I know, but people are going to take it out of context. Well, that's their fault. And if they don't know the facts, I know the facts. I don't want to take that chance. I really don't want to take that chance. With the way people are, they're going to take that out of context. There were signs. People had signs. Governor Blackface. This guy wore blackface in college, okay? And he got away with it. He got away with it. You know why? Because he wants to he wants to suppress free speech in the state that used to be for lovers. Remember Virginia's slogan, Robin? Virginia is for lovers. Yes. No, it's not anymore. Virginia is for haters. And when you have corrupt governors, you had an attorney general, the governor, and another high-ranking official, all three did things that most politicians would be forced out of office. This is what happens, though. You are calling them out, and you are calling him out specifically for wearing blackface, for uh, thinking that it's so funny that he used that as his own nickname. And he got away with it. He got away with it. And if everybody's calling for for accountability of elected officials... But what I'm and saying it only is applies fact, to some elected officials. The fact that you allow that word to cross your lips, people would then go after you instead of the fact that you're calling him out. And it's just not worth, like, saying that word. I didn't say the word, Robin. I'm giving you the things that he I has know. said. I'm I... using his own words to convict him. I know. But now he's a hero because he wants to, he wants to arrest people for, ha- for protecting themselves. And you know what happens when you have politicians telling people that they, they can't have guns? The criminals are aware of it. And the criminals now are emboldened. Yep. And that's why we have a record number of home invasions. Because people don't There's think, another one here last night. Yeah, not too far from yeah, here. So. People are getting shot. People are being found in basements. And and there there's a lot of there's a lot of trouble out Hold there. And I'm not saying everybody should have a gun or a machine gun Bert, in their house. Burton Gas says, in honor of Tony's jailing, I'm going on Twitter and calling everyone sugar tits till I get jailed. By the way, <laughs> I didn't get in trouble because there is an account on Twitter yes. at Sugar Tits. So and so it's a woman. Yeah. And so I didn't even know because I saw her on my feed the other day, and I said, congratulations. I want to thank you for taking that name and clearing my name. Because there is nothing wrong with the word sugar tits. Basically, moms, lactating moms are technically sugar tits to their little babies, right? When a baby latches on to the breast mm-hmm. for mother's milk in a lactation sensation situation. Yeah, I don't know if 
if I would necessarily. Isn't there sugar yeah. in mother's milk? It's very sweet. If yeah, I've never that, tasted so it. So that's where the term "I believe sugar tits" came from. It's not. It's not an. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's where it came from. <laughs> when a little kid, you know, there's some people. Hey, by the way, mom, give me some of those sugar tits. <laughs> let's let's make this perfectly clear. <laughs> There are some adults who enjoy the lactation <laughs> yes, sensation. that's why they Obviously, eat. infants don't know that their moms have sugar tits. They just know that that tastes good, and then they latch on. When mom puts that boob in front of them, bam! They're in there sucking that down like, uh... <laughs> and that's where we stop. See, because I know where the line is. <laughs> the bottom line... <laughs> So when I called a guy sugar tits on Twitter once, I got all these people coming at me. I said, it's a dude. I didn't call a woman sugar tits unless I know her and I've tasted her breast milk. Okay. Okay. So, th- so that's your, that is your call. And so the woman sugar tits on if, Twitter. So this is, this is going to now be follows your, me. This is going to be your sugar tit <laughs> qualification. The only way that you are ever going to call a woman sugar tits is if you have actually tasted their breast milk. No, because I don't think sugar tits is an insult. Okay. Is sugar tits an insult? That's what I want to know, Robin. In the world of we have to determine what's free speech. You know what's free speech? Everything is free speech. Beach Babe 1204. Sugar tits. It's been my nickname for years. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right, baby. How is sugar tits an insult? How is that offensive speech? You know what? Honestly, anything can be an insult if used in the right connotation. You tell me what connotation. Calling somebody sugar tits is 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 offensive. I think it's the it's all like seriously. Yeah, you could you could you could make anything offensive if you use it in the right tone of voice in the right words. There's no tone of voice on Twitter. I know. Unless you use all well, caps, then you're is, yelling at somebody. My point is, is <laughs> that if you, depending on how how it's used, I think anything can be used negatively. <laughs> See, Robin, you're you're biting. You're playing right into the machine. You're playing right into this whole everything cancel culture. We got to get rid of things we don't agree no, with. We've got to block people who we don't I just, agree I with. I just would rather be on the safe side because I'm scared. I'm real scared. Scared. I'm scared. By the way, if sugar tits is bad, then what is this song right here, Robin? Play this for me right now. This was a big hit. Okay. Of course, you can tell it's uh, from the 80s and 90s. Probably 80s, though. Remember Sheena Easton? Yeah. Remember her song, I Take the My Baby Takes the Morning Train? Yes. And then she came out with this song. On the B side? No, this was a hit. This was A side. Heavy play. My Sugar Walls. My Sugar Walls. What's she talking about, Robin? I don't know. Sugar Walls. I don't think she owns a candy store she's talking about. I think so. I think it's about a candy store. Prince wrote this song. Look. Sugar walls or sugar tits? What's more offensive? There's no sugar down there, by the way. Now, there could be uh, some uh, yeast, which has nothing to do with sugar. Do women have sugar down there, Robin? Can we go on to the next topic now? I just want to make one thing perfectly clear. To show you how the world has changed for the worse when it comes to free speech. 
Sheena Easton could make this song in the 80s. Yeah. And it could be a number one hit. And she's talking about her vagina and calling it sugar walls. But I call somebody sugar tits on Twitter and I get banned. Explain to me how that is offensive speech. Explain that, please. I'll await your answer. I'll hang up and wait for your call. By the way, I have breaking news from John McMullen, our NFL and ESPN. And now he's not ESPN. He works, he works for ESPN 97.3, but he's an independent contractor. This is breaking news. We got a lot of football. We'll get to it right now. I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way. Actually, this is according to uh, Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback coach Mike Kafka, former Eagle quarterback, mm-hmm. will stick on Andy Reid's coaching staff in 2020. Now, the Eagles, when they're, you know, they're looking for a new offensive coordinator, they went through a couple of names. Those guys already stayed with their other jobs. And now Mike Kafka's name came up as an OC candidate. But the Eagles wanted to talk to Mike Kafka. But they're aware now that Andy Reid is not letting him go. There was no official request, according to Mike Garofalo, So he technically wasn't blocked from getting a job. He may get a new job or a promotion in Kansas City. So he's the quarterback coach in Kansas City who obviously works with Pat Mahomes, one of the great young quarterbacks in the NFL. And so what coaches do, like Andy Reid or anybody else, if they want to keep a coach, they will move him up, like from quarterback coach to like an assistant offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That happened to a couple of other coaches around the NFL. So no Mike Kafka in Philly. If he's being hired as an offensive coordinator, that's the question, though. Because Andy Reid wants to keep, obviously, pardon me, Mike Kafka, his quarterback coach, he wants him to stay. If the Eagles offer him an offensive coordinator job, wouldn't that be a promotion? If Andy doesn't want him to go, he'll just promote him to assistant offensive coordinator. Right. Because that's how much he wants the guy to stay there. But So that's the bottom line is. So according to John McMullen, only job interviews you can block are head coach and GM with personnel power. So Andy didn't block him technically, but there was no request. And so Andy Reid apparently has said that he wants to keep Mike Kafka around. So as of right now, it appears that Mike Kafka will not, will be the latest offensive coordinator or wide receiver, quarterback, coach, whatever you want to call him, who was talking to the Philadelphia Eagles, because he hasn't talked to the Philadelphia Eagles. The other guys we mentioned uh, last week, they're staying with their teams too. But we're seeing a lot of teams now. For example, Houston got eliminated. The Tennessee Titans got eliminated, right? The Houston Texans, of course, didn't make a big deal about it because they didn't want to say they were firing Romeo Cronell, who's been their defensive coordinator. Right. So poor Romeo Cornell. Now, Romeo Cornell's had two NFL head coaching jobs. He was the coach, head coach of the Cleveland Browns for a couple of years, Kansas City Chiefs. He was a head coach, and he's been a great defensive coordinator over the years in the NFL for a long time. He's been around football. He's 71 years old, so he's been around, and he's been a great assistant coach. So Romeo Cornell quietly has been removed from the Houston Texans. And his story is really interesting because not only was the uh, head coach a couple of times, but he was the defensive coordinator in Houston 
from 2014 until 2016 when he was promoted to the assistant head coach when Mike Vrabel moved up to become the defensive coordinator. So remember, Romeo Cornell's there Mm -hmm. down in Houston. And then, of course, they got Mike Vrabel there. But Mike Vrabel's moving up the food chain. So instead of firing Romeo Cornell... They moved Romeo Cornell. They they make they make they called him assistant head coach, so Mike Rabel could move up to defensive right. coordinator. And then they put Cornell back in at defensive coordinator when Tennessee, the Titans, hired Mike Rabel to be their head coach. So he moved up the food chain and got a head coaching job, and obviously did a great job with the Tennessee Titans. This year, 2019, Romeo Cornell was put back in as the defensive coordinator. Actually, the last two years after uh, Vrabel left two years ago to go to Tennessee. So they put Romeo Cornell back in charge of the defense in Houston. And unfortunately for the Houston Texans, they sucked canal water this year on defense. They gave up an average of 388 yards per game. It was the fifth worst in the NFL. And obviously, the capper, the two cappers, 51 points. They gave up to Kansas City. Remember, they took a 24-0 lead in that game, and then the Chiefs came back and scored 51 points, and that pretty much sealed the deal for them to move on from Romeo Cornell. So they they promoted defensive line coach Anthony Weaver. He's the new uh, defensive coordinator with the Houston Texans. So he's the fall guy for Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. And obviously, the defense was terrible. I mean, they had a 24-0 lead and then let it get away. So he's the fall guy in Houston after their fiasco in the game against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Meanwhile, the Tennessee Titans, who also did a great job, who I just talked about with Mike Brabel, they didn't really fire their defensive coordinator today. Dean Pease has been around for a long time. Dean Pease has been a defensive guy for 47 years, 16 years in the NFL, was with the Patriots, won a Super Bowl up there as one of the defensive coaches. And then, of course, Mike Vrabel hired him in Tennessee. But he was in Baltimore, too. So Dean Pease went from assistant coach up in New England with the Patriots, won a Super Bowl up there. Then he went and took the Baltimore Ravens job, won a Super Bowl there. And then he actually said he was going to retire. So he retires for a couple of weeks in Baltimore. And then Mike Vrabel says the second call he made, first was to his wife, the second call was to Dean Pease to come down to Tennessee with him and become the defensive coordinator. So he's the defensive coordinator, and then, of course, what happens in Tennessee? They get the beat down laid to him by who? The Kansas City Chiefs after taking a 10-0 lead, and Dean Pease decides, and I believe he did this on his own. They didn't fire Dean Pease. He decided he wants to retire, and he's retired twice now, sort of like me. Except he's not yeah. coming back. Dean Pease, God done, bless him. Done, done, done. Guys won a Super Bowl in Baltimore and in New England. And so he is now out on his own terms in Tennessee. And Miami, Jim Caldwell, who's another guy the Eagles are supposedly right. looking at as defensive coordinator, he no longer works for the Miami Dolphins. Now, the interesting thing about Jim Caldwell, he's been a head coach two places. He took the Colts to the Super Bowl in 2009. And so... He was hired by Brian Flores, the Mm -hmm. head coach of Miami, to be on his staff. But then he got sick in July of 2009, uh, 2019, I'm sorry. So in 2019, Brian Flores hires Jim Caldwell to be on his coaching staff. 
Jim Caldwell in July of 2009 comes down with an illness and never gets to coach for the Miami Dolphins this entire season. So now that the season's over, Jim Caldwell is feeling better, and he wants another job, and so he's available, and the Eagles reportedly are talking with him about the opening. And Jim Caldwell, again, been around for a while, good coach, good offensive mind, and so the Eagles may be bringing him in in the next step to find that guy to be the new offensive coordinator slash wide receiver and coach Jason quarterback. Jason Garrett finally found a home, too. Yeah, he went to the Giants. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting in the NFC next year. Finally, that was record time. It was, but it, I mean. Oh, yeah. You don't think that he could have gotten a head coach job somewhere else? Not this year because all the coaching jobs were filled. Yeah. Remember, Jerry let this thing go. Jerry never really fired him because he never renewed his contract. Right. See, that's the thing. He wasn't fired because his contract was up. So he was just wandering, waiting, waiting, and Jerry kept saying, okay, well, we haven't made a decision yet. And then he decided to hire a new coach. So, in effect, he got kind of screwed over. And then he hires, uh, you know, the dude who was with Green Bay, Mike, Mike McCarthy. He hires him, and that's when he was official to Jason Garrett that, oh, I guess I'm not coming back to the Cowboys. So that was a couple of weeks later. Everybody had hired their head coaches, and then the Giants jumped on Jason Garrett to be one of their offensive coordinators. So that's how it works. You've got to jump when the iron's hot. You got to, you got to, what's this, what you got to strike while the iron is hot? Yes, strike while it's hot. What do you strike with a hot iron, by the way? I usually delicately get over the, especially with the, you know, sens- uh, sensitive clothing. I don't or, know if you want to strike anything while it's hot. Yeah, like when you're branding somebody, whether it's an animal or one of your friends who wants right. you to brand them in a sexual ritual of some kind. Ow. Or you're an NFL player and you want that big, that really good looking swollen brand mark on your, on your arm. I never got branding. But, you know, body modification has been going on for centuries, Robin. No, it's mean, not a new thing. I have been branded on my ass by accident before. Really? Yes. Is this breaking news, ladies and gentlemen? No, I think I've mentioned this before. So uh, we didn't have we, – we had a shower in in the house that I live, grew up in. Um, but my entire family, my mom, my stepdad, I, we've all been branded on our ass. How have you been branded, Robin? Yes. Is so, this some sort of sick Northern California <laughs> ritual? No. So we would... When Not branded d- sports. They don't brand in anybody. Winter, yes. when, in the winter, when you would take a shower, there was no heater out where... It wasn't an outhouse, but it was on the side of the house kind of thing. No heater, nothing. And it so was you an would, attached outdoor shower? Kind of, well, was it... A, yeah. <laughs> And so you would take a shower and be freezing cold when you turn the water off. So you'd run inside, and then you would towel off in front of our our heater. And it was like one of those old iron stove type heaters. Mm-hmm. There was no there was no fireplace or anything. No, it was like the the old cast iron stove, it was like a radiator. No, it wasn't a radiator. Like you put wood in it. Oh, okay. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Was it wood fired or yeah, was it you know? Because there's fired. a lot of wall units too that are water fired or oil fired. No, no, no. That this heat was, up bathrooms this was for wood and coal. Okay. And um, <laughs> um, every single one of us did it once. Accidentally. Though. Accidentally. So, th- so this was an one. accidental brand. I t- said it was an accidental well, everybody's done but, that. But you, like, so we were, you would be, I would be um, drying off, and then you bend over to get your legs dry, mm-hmm. and it would go, well, that's a really bad, that's bad placement <laughs> so, right there, Rob. You know, so all of us had sort of, I don't like, see the mark. Little, Is the mark still there? I don't know. You'll have to check closely Do you sometime. remember where it was or which cheek? Uh, yes, I do actually because I remember how po- I like I couldn't sit down for a while. It was a it was but it looked like a little uh, a half moon happy face kind of thing. Oh, those are nice. A yeah. Smile on my. You ass. usually have to pay for those kinds of brandings. I know. But it anyway, people terrible. get branded. They get their ears, you know, s- s- stretched out. 
you know, the big gigantic. You can do whatever you want. It's America. It's But trust me, you only do it once. And I don't understand why anybody would do it voluntarily. I think they th- they do it thinking that because they don't know how bad it's going to hurt. It hurts like a mother ever. I oh. can't. Of course it does. There's no pleasure. No, it's pain. I guess there's pleasure for some people, but yeah, I don't yeah. get it. Plus, it's Clucky Bob. I love the smell of burned flesh in the morning. Well, no. who doesn't? Oh, I mean, it's oh, that's usually it's so from nasty. friction, not usually from a branding iron being attached to you. But anyway, enough I about body it. modification. Yeah. Don't recommend sensation. It. But let's get it back to football, Robin. So I gave you the coaching situation. Of course, the big story here, a couple of blocks from here. How many blocks, Robin? Mifflin McKean. Uh-huh. That's one block from here. Uh-huh. So a block and a half to McKean. Right. We're at 13th. Three blocks from here is the epicenter for the Super Bowl 54 <gasps> festivities in South Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter where you are, you go into every city, there's a, you know, there's a Niners bar, there's a Cowboys bar, there's an Eagles bar. But there aren't very many Kansas City chief bars that you can think of. No. But there is one here, there and it's been one. here for a long yes. time. It's, this is not a bandwagon No, and now bar. all this the newspapers the- and all the local TV stations are flocking over there. We drive by there every yeah. time, and they have the big chief sign. They're Phillies fans. They're not mm-hmm. from Kansas City. The guy who owns it, Big Charlie. Yep. Big Charlie's Bar. Charlie's Saloon. Big Charlie's Saloon. It's been a Kansas City chief bar for a long time. Anytime the Chiefs play, every Sunday, it doesn't matter, there's always people in there. And they're no, always should, outside wearing we should, Chief gear. Before we go, we should go down there and take some video. Yeah, this, it's all over the place now. But it's, it's three, literally three blocks from our house. Yeah. And so the Chiefs, obviously, are going to their first Super Bowl in 50 years. Jeez, now, the Niners have so been long. in They were in the Super Bowl with, with Kaepernick not that long ago. But they didn't win it. So the last time the Niners won the Super Bowl was in 1995, Robin. Wow. How many years ago is that? That's 25 years ago. That was right before the Cowboys won their last Super Bowl. So the Cowboys and Niners have something in common. It's been a long time since they won a Super Bowl. Andy Reid's never won a Super Bowl. And I said it the second they won that game, when they made their way, and I posted my picture of before he was even drafted, the great Pat Mahomes with us on Radio Row, walking around with his mom. We talked to his mom. We talked to his family. You know, his agent, obviously, is a good friend. Yeah, people were giving you crap, like, oh, why are you including Lee Steinberg in this? It's like, hello, it's his agent, and we're friends, and we're happy for all of them, including... Remember, Lee Steinberg always had the top quarterback. Now, there's a lot of great agents, but Lee Steinberg, you know, Lee Steinberg has clients every year. We'll see him at the Super Bowl, bring out guys... Yeah, actually, I scheduled him. He's going to be on on Wednesday show. Beautiful. So, anyway, he's, he's a guy... He takes kids every year. They go to him, and they say, hey, and he looks for the right kids. Yep. And he's not just taking any kid to, no. you know, to the draft. And Pat Mahomes was one of those kids that a lot of people said, oh, Lee, yeah. this guy's perfect for he you. Actually, he, he, he represents everything that you want in an athlete. Remember, he had Steve Young. He had mm-hmm. Troy Aikman. He's, re- he's representing somebody new again from Temple. Oh, I know he represents people every year, Robin. I know, I know, I know, but this is another oh, Temple guy. All right, well, we'll talk to him at the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm, I'm excited, too. John's from Abington. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. Here, wait. Let me tell you who it is going to be. Um... By the way, we have breaking news from the Hall of Fame voting because that's the other big story today, the Hall of Fame. So anyway, Pat Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Pat, we got to meet him before he was even drafted, remember. When we saw him at the Super Bowl, very few, only the college football geeks knew who he was. Harrison Hand is the his Is the new, Temple player? No, I don't know where, where he player. sits in the draft. or where the, He's a cornerback. 
I, I, I understand, Robin. You understand what I'm, I'm just, saying? I know. I'm just telling you. We talk to Lee's clients every year. There's a lot of players walking around Radio Row, and we'll have them on. But we had Pat Mahomes on, <clears throat> and I was talking about his dad, the pitcher. And, and so we were talking about a lot of stuff. And you could see the first time you talked to Pat Mahomes, the first time you talked mm-hmm. to his mom, the first time you talked to anybody who's ever been around yeah. him. What a quality kid. Not just a great athlete. It's the same way that he's I He's the total about, package, yes. and you can see the total. And that's what Lee said. This is the guy. I want to represent yeah. this guy. And he got a hold of him. And now, you know, there's a lot of good young quarterbacks in the NFL. Pat Mahomes right now is the shit. And I mean in the good way, not in the bad way. Yeah. To go to that comedian that does, a, you know, shit is a word that could be good and it could be bad. It has a lot of different meanings. He is the shit in a good way, not the bad shit. The really good shit. Well, you just you you meet him and you realize that he's serious. He's going to take it seriously. He's not going to go off and do something stupid to ruin his career. He's not going to get involved with the wrong people, or uh, you know, he's he's respectful of the situation and the gift that was given to him. Now, of course, everybody's ripping his girlfriend because the one thing we've seen on Twitter. She's a little excited. Ah, uh, you think? Yeah. Just now, just... people are ripping his girlfriend because, you know, she does selfies or she runs a video camera on herself at the end of games. And the last couple of games have been really, really, really exciting because the Chiefs have fallen behind, first by 24, then by 10, and they come back and win. And, again, I'm not one to tell anybody who they should be with or hanging out with, who they love or don't love. I don't play that. Homie, don't play that. But his girlfriend uh, is a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Robin? Brittany Matthews yes. is her name. Yes, Brittany Matthews. She's she's kind of adorable, you know, and, and she's very, very excited for her boyfriend um, and decided to, to show that uh, excitement on video on her Instagram account and um, is being ripped for it. I... So here she is. A little over looking. the top. Now, can she's, we play the video? Looking, she looks normal here. You know, she's she is normal. Yeah. She's, just a, she's just a chick who gets excited. <clears throat> now She's hot. That's thing she's, number she's, one. She's, but uh, she's unfortunately she when, when she's a little over looking. the top. Oops. Now, can we play the video? Oh, here. She looks normal here. You know, she's she is normal. Like, can we call that white girl wasted? Excited, you know. I've done that. You never, you didn't, you weren't that excited when I got my award a couple years ago. <laughs> Ouch. Well, as you can see. Oh, I mean, all, this is the best one. There you go. Good or bad? We may have to do a poll. There you have it, folks. Good or bad? I don't know. I, I, she's excited. Now, let's face it. She's had a couple of cocktails. She's had a couple she's cocktails. She's in the luxury she's box. She's, she's not uh, What's in the box? Bunch of white chicks in a box, pounding cocktails while the men are down on the field working, not even making sandwiches for their men. They're just up in the box eating sandwiches, beef products, the great Kansas City beef, and all the other stuff, while her boyfriend, her man, is down on the field. Once again, saving the city of Kansas City, along with Big Red, Andy Reid himself. So I don't, I don't have a problem with her getting excited. At least she's not sloppy, fall-down drunk. 
Not yet, anyway. If that happens, then out. And I don't have a problem with that. I mean, people will see that. It's all the douchebag, all the all the tough guys on Twitter. Yeah. All these guys with websites They're like, who oh. determined that that chick, who yeah. c- they could never, ever even get to look at them, all of a sudden is annoying because she screams when her boyfriend is out there winning I NF- be, AFC championships. Trust me. Trust me. If, if that were me in that situation and Pat Mahomes was my boyfriend or husband or whatever, I would be screaming like crazy as well. I'd be screaming and crying and going nuts. So. What the heck? Somebody's walking. I so. know. That's a good one. You know what's really frustrating is just rec- Beach Babe just writes, go make me a sandwich, bitch. LOL. <laughs> it's really frustrating. I love this I used, beach, beach I used babe, to be by the able way. to see who the uh, who the walk-up sound was for. Mm-hmm. I can't. It, it's it's anonymous now. So I have no idea who the Why is it anonymous? Sound I don't want it to be anonymous. I know. I want to be able to call them out and go, hey, hey, thanks. Great walk-up sound. But I don't. I don't know. It just says, hmm. It, it's. It's. Colon, join the stream. It has nobody in front of it. So what's what's going no... on with that Twitch stuff? I know. And Play Action Real says Twitch broke our sounds. That's an outrage. It is an outrage. We know people there. Get somebody on the phone. By the way, speaking of annoying chicks. Oh, D. Conrad said it was me. That's a good one, D. Conrad. The chick we saw yesterday that's, that has like six million views now bitching about not getting money on Twitch. Oh. Did you see that chick? That's in. I mean, I I am not one to criticize anybody on Twitch because it's hard. It is hard being on Twitch when you're first starting out and you're getting, you know, you're trying to get people to follow and and subscribe. I get it. And we always thank the people who join. Yes. We tell you you can join for so free I'm on, not, on, on. I'm, I'm na- not one to criticize another fellow Twitch person, but it was a little bit over the top and kind of obnoxious. I'm 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 not going to play it because I'm just not going to play it. But so she's sitting there. On her show, complaining that there's a lot of people watching her, but they're not subscribers. Yeah. And then she's complaining that you're watching this and you're not subscribing. And how can you sit there and watch me with all the great content I produce for a couple of hours? I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty dead on. How can you sit there and watch all the time? How can you waste? She says waste. Waste all this time and not send me $5. Yeah. That's pretty much what she says over and over again. But speaking of that, how can you all waste your time listening to our show and not send us $5? So I'm joking, but... But we don't yeah. do that. We, no. mean, we appreciate our yes, subscribers. we do. We tell you you can subscribe for free with, with Prime, Amazon Prime. Absolutely. And it's $5 a month to subscribe. And that's all. We don't sit here and say, how can you sit there? I'm sitting alone. I'm a girl sitting alone, and I don't even have to get naked, but you should send me money because my content is just so good. I mean, I'm sitting alone in front of us. I, don't, I, I just have one microphone. I, didn't, I don't have all the cameras that, that Tony Bruno show does. I don't have all the graphics and all the professional-grade stuff that we put in here thanks to AJ and San Antonio and our own efforts and Miss Robin every single day. Do you see us scolding our Twitch people and saying, look, where's the subscribers? How dare you, sons of bitches? How dare you not send us money for the content we provide every day? Damn it. It's an outrage. <laughs> E.A. Harriak says that uh, I'll buy some Tony it's an outrage. show notes. You know, we should. We should sell your show notes. People I got a bunch them. of them there. Yeah. I can sign them. I can laminate them. Yeah. Why would people want this stuff, though? I promised the one gentleman up there who came yeah. up. I got a bunch of them saved for him, though, because I don't throw them out, Robin. One day, these will be good uh, fire starters when, you have, when we get a real fireplace instead of the fake ones that we have now. 
But anyway. I love <clears throat> our fireplaces. They come in quite handy. <sighs> and if we'd had this fireplace in <laughs> when I was growing up, I would not have been branded the way I am on my ass. All right, let me get to the baseball, Robin, because it's okay. Baseball Hall of Fame baseball. Day. Baseball, baseball, baseball. <clears throat> because today is the day we have the new 2020 class inductees will be announced at 6 p.m. tonight on the MLB Network. And one thing is, there's only one guaranteed lock, Robin. Let me play a little MLB music here now. You ready? Yep. Yes, it's the time of the year when sanctimonious baseball writers play God. Not all of them, some of them. And I will rip some of those for you right here, even though it's not my style to be critical. And I'll name names, too. I'm not afraid to call these people out, even though I know many of them. Derek Jeter. Jeter. You know what's going to happen with Derek Jeter today. First time on the ballot, locked in. And because last year the baseball writers finally got rid of the, you want to talk about sanctimonious, old-school, stupid traditions of never voting someone in unanimously on the first ballot because they didn't do it with Babe Ruth, so they continued for decades and decades and decades and almost a century before they finally realized, you know, this is pretty stupid, guys. People hate us already because we're a bunch of fat guys who sit in press boxes and tell everybody how much we know about baseball and you're just a peasant because you don't have, you're not a member of the Baseball Writers Association of America. It's a strong union. So last year they finally broke with that stupid tradition and put Mariano Rivera in unanimously. First time it's ever been done. And today, they will put Derek Jeter in unanimously, back-to-back. Guys, who should go in, first ballot locks unanimously. And now that they've broken their cherry, so to speak, they'll finally put Derek Jeter in unanimously. He'll go into a second Hall of Fame immediately thereafter, which is all the women that would go back to Derek Jeter's Manhattan apartment in the sky and then leave the next morning with lovely parting gifts. Not only was he a Hall of Famer on the field, Derek Jeter showed the way for many other aspiring young athletes who, uh, you know, get in trouble, knock chicks up, right. and then have to have women come after them for the babies no, and the baby not mamas. Come. Not Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter said, hey, you want to come back to my house? You come into my house. I'll give you some swag. You deserve to get your behind licked. See, that's a totally different way of, uh, of doing things. Ah. Derek Jeter, he'd bring them home, and they would do the walk of shame. Proudly. Proudly walk of shame. Because when they would they would be carrying lovely, as party you said, gifts. party Exactly. Gifts. Swag, like we yeah, like to do. swag. There's nothing better than swag. So most women who do the walk of shame from, you know, whether it's an athlete or a celebrity or whomever, do the walk of shame. You're like a bedraggled, bedrazzled. Bedraggled? Bedraggled, bedrazzled. Not bedazzled, though. That's You get that done later when you go on QVC and you're lonely and you want to bedazzle your vajayjay or anything else in your house. You usually leave and you can tell. We've seen it a lot. You go to Vegas, right? Uh-huh. We would do our morning show there. Right. And at 5 a.m., the walk of shame starts. People are going back from a night of partying. Yes. And the women are carrying their shoes because the shoes are too damn tight and the heels are too high. And then they realize, oh, these shoes look really great. And then like seven hours later, they realize that their feet are about to fall off 
because those damn shoes that you thought were cool hurt like a mofo. My favorite was when the ladies would be wearing whoever they were with's jersey <laughs> as their outfit, like as their dress, because the jersey was usually way too big for them. And... um and they would be in the in in the elevator wearing the jersey, carrying their shoes. And like, oh, honey, that's just such a bad look. Yeah, see, it, and again, men do the walk of shame, too. But you can really tell when a woman's doing the walk of shame. Men are just pigs. They just walk away and, you know, they don't care. They don't take their shoes off. Women have to take. If you're not walking with your shoes and your head down as a woman, then you're not doing the walk of shame right. But at least when they left Derek Jeter's midtown Manhattan apartment, not only did they get a lovely parting gift, they also got to take home some Derek Jeter DNA. And you know what that's worth on the open market right now, Robert? How much is that worth? I don't know. You just name a price. It's a walk. Yeah, Scrapple Joe, it's a walk of shame for women. It's a walk of fame for men. Yeah. That's so not fair. No, I think there's a lot of women out there that also they do walk, of, walk fame? of fame. Yeah. There's a lot of women who are not a, at all, at all embarrassed. How do you know that, Robin? Do you have any references? Do you have any people because you the, can uh, the, point Because of the looks on, on some of these ladies' faces that were quite, quite <laughs> happy to show off where they had been. Cujo knows. What Jimmy hat will the, uh, Jeter select for his Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame plaque? <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> You know what a Jimmy hat is, right, Robin? No, I don't. It's a condom. Oh. Shh. I, no, I got to tell you, oh, I got to give you credit, Robin. Yeah. We have gone an hour into the show, and this is the first time I'm able to drop this on Miss Robin, ladies just, and gentlemen. Just, I got to give her one of those. I'm just so pure and innocent, Tony Bruno. You do not know what a Jimmy hat is. It's so, just, What's the matter with you? I'm so pure and innocent. Come on. I, I, what can I say? Yeah, now you know he has he has two daughters. He has a wife, supermodel wife. So he settled down, went down there and helped destroy the Miami Marlins franchise. I mean, hey, you know, just proves just because you're one of the all-time greatest players doesn't mean you're an all-time great manager or a guy who runs a franchise. Look at uh, look at uh, Michael Jordan with Charlotte. Michael Jordan, greatest player of all time, arguably, horrible front office guy. Derek Jeter, one of the greatest shortstops of all time. Horrible guy running a franchise in Miami. That's how it works. <laughs> what do you mean getting? I'm not getting teabagged. Play action reel. What's a condom? <laughs> That's a good question. Most people don't know anymore because they're not accessible to prevent unwanted pregnancies, by the way. I learned that in the last couple of days. But anyway, so the Hall of Fame voting is going on, and certainly right now, we know some of the – there's no doubt Derek Jeter's a lock. That's the one absolute certainty. And then you got Larry Walker, former great with the Colorado Rockies out there in Denver. A lot of people kept him off. Now, this is his 10th and final year of eligibility on the regular battle. So some people suggest that he will get in today because it's his last year of eligibility. But then you have the sanctimonious people who say, hey, yeah, he's a great player, but he played in Colorado. Colorado. Pardon me, Colorado. You played up in the Rockies, and the ball would jump out of that little bandbox in the altitude. So you got, and you know who does that? Chicks. I don't want to rip chicks, but I'm going to rip chicks right now. Baseball writer chicks. I'm not ah. one to suggest. 
that women who follow baseball don't know the game. I'm not one to suggest a lot of guys who don't know the game who follow baseball and report on it. But there are some women I've never even heard of. I don't know who this woman is. I'm not, I'm not saying she doesn't know her stuff. All I'm saying is she doesn't know her stuff. Christina Carl, K-A-H-R-L. My apologies, I don't know who she is. So she has listed the 10. She voted for 10 people today on her ballot. Because you don't have to. You can, you can vote for one person. Paul Gutierrez, who's a friend who's out in the Bay Area, who used to work for the local NBC Sports affiliate out there. Now he works for ESPN covering baseball. He has three people going into the hall today. Derek Jeta, Jeff Kent, and Omar Vizquel. So those are his three choices. He only voted for three. Then you got people who vote for a lot, like Christina Carl, who has voted for 10 people on this list. I will read you the 10, and you tell me what one is absolutely laughable. Actually, well, there's one that's absolutely laughable that she left left that person off. Here are 10. Barry Bonds, because Barry Bonds eventually is going to get in. The steroid guys are all going to get in eventually because they're all Hall of Famers, even before steroids. So she's got Barry Bonds. I don't have a problem with that. Larry Walker, she's showing him some mercy. Larry Walker, she has Derek Jeter, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, Sammy Sosa, Billy Wagner, Andy Pettit, Manny Ramirez, and Todd Helton are her 10 selections. And, of course, she says, hey, you know what? Barry Bond should be in. I agree with that. Sammy Sosa, I don't believe with that. Sammy Sosa is not a Hall of Fame baseball player, with all due respect. His numbers were all inflated because of the steroid era. You take away the steroid era and all those home runs he hit. Barry Bonds is a steroid era guy, too, but he would, he, he, he would have been the home run king even without juicing up. He just got there faster. But anyway, I don't even want to argue that because it's an, a, an annual argument. But there's a woman right here. And again, she just happens to be a woman. She votes for 10 people. You know, you know who she left out, Robin? You know who she left off? When she's allowed, here's the problem what I have with this. When she's putting in steroid era guys, and then she leaves out Kurt Schilling, yeah. she pretty much tells you in exactly what she's thinking. Right. It's a political thing. Exactly. And Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Fame pitcher. No ifs, ands, or buts. If you're going to allow wife beaters, cheaters in the Hall of Fame, Ty Cobb, go back, and if you want to take each and every person in the Hall of Fame, and sit there and virtue signal and play God, judge, jury, and executioner, then you should just close the goddamn Hall of Fame down. Let me let me ask you this, Tony, because I, let me play devil's advocate for a minute. Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Fame player. I know. Period. But so so let me because he's is, a right wing conservative guy who no, says things a, that people disagree with. He doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Let's take Kurt. Schilling. So what's the doubt? No, that Kurt Schilling is the story. Okay. Kurt Schilling is the story. I want to ask you this question before you, like, interrupt me. You can't play devil's advocate unless you have a a contradictory opinion on Kurt Schilling. Okay. Why does he not not belong in the Hall of Fame? I'm actually separating 
politics, right wing, liberal, blah, blah. You versus, can in the case of Kurt Schilling. That's the only versus, reason he's not in. But ver- let me just ask you a question regarding the old school guys, like you said, the wife beaters, et cetera. Um, they were put in at the time when people weren't really talking about it. It was just on the on the merits. Do you think that those people would still have been voted in now? I told you Barry Bonds is a Hall of Fame player. The steroid era just tainted him I'm and kept tra- him out. Yeah, but I'm not talking about like, but pers- what about like the wife beaters and things like that? Do you think that they would still be voted in? Because I They I'm are not- being voted in. But when I think of a Hall of Famer, this I do believe that No, it's not a crock of shit. That it should be like are they Hall of Fame worthy on and off the field? The the problem is there is no there's no guidelines. I know. The Hall of Fame is not is not about the person's life. It's about the person's career. Okay? Yeah. The NFL has guys in the Hall of Fame I know. I know. who have been implicated in murders. I know. But and they they don't look at that. They look at great players. That's what the Hall of Fame is. But that's a, But to me, that that would be a question that I would like to have answered because I think that uh, to there's me, never an answer, Robin. Me, it's an annual a, rite of passage. I know, but to me, somebody that is a Hall of Famer should be Hall of Fame worthy both on and off the field. It should, and and that no, way, it's not. That's not how it works, Robin. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> but I'm asking. I think it should be. That's just me. Well, that's why we don't have a vote, and that's why you shouldn't have a vote. There you go. In fact, you may not, you should have a right to vote in the presidential election with that kind of mentality. Get out. As Harry Mays would say if he were here right now. Get out. Get out. Exactly. Get out. Get out. And more importantly. What don't you understand? Exactly. So, Christina Carl, I'm not saying they should take your right to vote away. I'm saying that you should not have a right to vote. With that kind of bullshit logic now, to vote a, for 10 people yeah, here's to another, vote for 10 people and Kurt Schilling's not one of them here's another question because nobody votes for 10 people I don't know I don't know exactly how it works in the baseball hall of fame but when you vote for somebody like if you vote for one person you have a ballot you fill down I what, know. you fill it out but if you vote for multiple people does that take does that water it down does that water no, down no no you give it's it's gradiated it's okay. first you, first ballot votes okay so for example there's only two guys on the ballot for the first time okay Derek Jeter who nobody will vote against there's nobody in baseball who will vote against Derek Jeter just like there was nobody voted against Mariano Rivera there were guys before those guys that should have been in the first ballot, but the sanctum there always had to be that one slapdick guy in Des Moines, Iowa somewhere who had some sort of badge of honor that he wanted to be. And I would always put them on, ESPN and Fox. Whatever the baseball voting came out, and that one guy kept a great player from being a unanimous yeah. first-round pick. It was like, He's well, an this, asshole. This, it, it, it was an asshole because he thought he was doing the right thing. Right. I'm doing this to maintain the tradition. The tradition of never allowing someone to go in unanimously on all the ballots. So he kept them off his ballot. First of all, not only did he not vote for the person to get in on first ballot, he didn't vote for the person at all. So how are you a, a Hall of Famer one year, but not a Hall of Famer the next year? Yeah. That's the part that is absolutely so, stupid. So is it that that every single year the votes that they have start adding up and adding yes, up? Yes, you're only eligible for 10 years. Okay. So, uh, you know, the first year, first year ballot. For example, one of the guys first year, the other guy, Derek Jeter, you know, Bobby Abreu, former Philly, Bobby mm-hmm. Abreu. He's right. on the ballot 
for the first time this year. Okay. He's not going to get, and you have to get 75% of the votes to be voted in. Okay. So what writers do is they look at the, they look at the list, and they go down, and they see, you know, Derek Jeter, Barry Bonds, Omar Vizquel, Larry Walker, Roger Clemens, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Jeff Kent, Kurt Schilling. So the ESPN voters already voted. Derek Jeter has seven, all seven of the ESPN voters b- b- voted for Derek Jeter. Because even that chick, whatever her name is. I wish Keith Oberman could vote. Because he's he writes for stuff. He. I, wish- I think you have to be an active voting. I think you have to be an active member of the Baseball Writers Association of America. Because if Keith, if Keith, I mean, he knows every single stat. Every like he would. Of be course, so Robin. Fair. That's not how it works. You have I'm- to be a part of the Baseball Writers. It's like the stupid Oscars. You have to be a part of this elite crap bullshit Oscar board. Just like the the Golden Globes and the European Foreign Press, a bunch of slap dicks who don't even speak English. Voting on important matters like movies. We should get Keith on talking about this because if there's anybody that knows anything about more about baseball, it's Keith. Absolutely. No doubt about it. So then you got, you got a, a guy who is a great baseball mind, Tim Kirkjian at ESPN. His ballot, he, they put it out. They, they, everybody tells you who they vote for. Tim Kirkjian, Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Gary Sheffield, Todd Helton, Scott Rowland, Omar Vizquel, and Jeff Kent. Now, because he voted for those people doesn't mean they're getting in. It's all based on how many cumulative votes they get from the baseball writers, and they have to have at least 75% of the votes. That's how it works. You know, and I know Keith, and I love Keith, and I've known Keith for 50 years. Let's see, what I'm at, 1980, how many years ago is that? That's not 50. 80, 90, 2000, 2010, 40 years. I've known Keith Olbermann for 40 years. He was 21 when I met him. I was uh, a young whippersnapper. Brilliant, brilliant mind. And I bet you Keith Olbermann would not vote for Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame, even though he knows statistically he belongs. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But a lot of people are, are the reason they're not voting for Kurt Schilling has nothing to do with his career, his Hall of Fame career. Yeah. It has to do with the fact that he's a right-wing guy and he posts some stuff on Twitter that people disagree with. And that, that keeps you out of the Hall of Fame. And that's why the hypocrisy level of this kind of voting, they should just shut the Hall of Fame down. They should just not allow anybody to vote. Just say, that's it. Or they should go in now and do what we're doing with the Constitution and everything else that we decide it isn't is it really active anymore because well, the founding I'm, I'm, fathers you know that's so that's so 250 years ago robin the founding fathers i just texted keith i'm going to see if he can pop on if he has time i'm not sure what he's doing right now or if he's traveling and i haven't even talked to kurt schilling and i know kurt schilling i remember when he pitched for he used to call me all the time when i was at wip he would see me at, at the all-star games he was a good friend guy was a hell of a pitcher and there was no pitcher i ever met and i've met a lot of them who was as locked in on game day as Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling was a guy, and we never talked. Nobody talked politics in the dugout. That's all new now. All of a sudden, nobody gave a shit what the person's politics were back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the 2000s, 2010s. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, everybody cares about what your political well, beliefs are. Well, because people before didn't know. Now, because of It social doesn't me- matter. But social whether- media has made people more aware of how Yeah, you know feels. who it's made aware? It's made the absolute douchebag virtual signaling... I'm smarter than you, 
and your opinion doesn't match mine, so therefore I'm going to play God and keep you out. Baseball writers used to keep people out because there were jerk-offs. Because they, you, know how, you know what a lot of guys used to do? They wouldn't vote for a player because the player snubbed them for right. an interview once. So that's, the, that's what they would use as a cause, not the vote. Yeah. You know, he was a jerk to me once in a clubhouse when I was in Cincinnati with the Red Legs, and Johnny Bench was around, and Bench talked to me, but this other guy didn't. So screw him. He's not getting my vote. Now, how is the NFL Hall of Fame different? The NFL is the complete opposite. They put in a shitload of players because they want they want walking ambassadors for the game. Okay. So you'll see the hall base the football th- actually, hall of fame. That makes so much sense. Exactly. Baseball wants people to die and then have to have and I've done this for a lot. I've done this for Negro League players who weren't in the Hall of Fame. I would put them on every year on national radio and say, Why aren't you in the Hall of Fame? And then finally, a couple of them were put in because it took a national crusade posthumously to most of them have gone in posthumously but there were a couple of them that were still alive that they finally put in before they died and keith and i led the led the charge nationally to embarrass the baseball writers to do the right thing you know richie ashburn guys like that who had to wait till they were almost dead you're either a hall of famer or you're not your stats don't change after you retire so it's a stupid system and baseball is the worst of them all Baseball treats the Hall of Fame like you're you're putting a new pope in. They probably send out the white smoke signals from all the weed that some of these douchebags are smoking before they put out their sanctimonious ballots so we can all sit, sit down and kneel and find out what they're thinking. Who gives a shit what you're thinking? Vote the goddamn guys who belong in the Hall of Fame in. That's how it works. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Hitman... 798 says, points out that Kurt Schilling is getting killed with his opinions on politics, but he's done a ton with ALS and some, a lot of good that no one talks exactly, about. Exactly, because they don't care about anything else. They don't care. His nick, you know what his Twitter account is? Gehrig. Lou Gehrig is actually the name. He's the guy's, his, again, I don't care about it. I'm not saying because I know Kurt Schilling. I'm saying because I watched Kurt Schilling's entire career. I didn't know about his politics until recently when because he tweeted a couple things. Now all of a sudden he's a marked man. If you don't vote for Kurt, if you're a baseball writer and you don't vote for Kurt oh, Schilling because yeah. you disagree with his politics, you should lose your vote. Thank you, Stevie V, for subscribing. You should lose your vote. You sh- this woman, Christina Carl, should be thrown the fuck out Cujo of the knows, Baseball Writers Association Cujo of America. Knows, it says an update now that Schilling has fallen below 75%. Of course he is. They're not going to put him in. Here's Claire Smith, another chick. And again, if I find guys that I disagree, I'll rip them too. Claire Smith. She has six votes today. She voted for six. She doesn't have six votes. You can vote for as many people as you want. Most people vote for three or four. Some people vote for but if ten. But vote, if you vote for ten versus voting for two or three, does that make a difference on how much your vote, you vote weighs? Yes, it's, it's all weighed. It, the first ballot means the number one choice that you make. Her number one choice today was Barry Bonds ahead of Derek Jeter. So right there, she should be eliminated from voting. Bonds and Clemens are her first two names that she put in. Then she puts in Jared, Derek Jeter. So I'll give her a pass for saying, you know what, those guys cheated the game, but everybody cheated the game, so let's put them in because Bonds and Clemens were definitely Hall of Famers without cheating, without juicing up. They were both dominant, dominant players. So I'll cut her some slack for that. 
But then putting Jeter in third, Gary Sheffield, Sammy Sosa is a joke. He shouldn't be in there. And Omar Biscale. You notice who she left out? Larry Walker mm-hmm. and Kurt Schilling. So G2 should be eliminated and never be allowed, not only to vote in the Baseball Hall of Fame balloting, she shouldn't be allowed to vote for her local city council or the the dog catcher in her community. You don't deserve a vote when you play God. This isn't about playing God. This is about determining, after they're eligible, whether or not that player has had a Hall of Fame baseball career, period. And I'm not saying... uh, I'm not saying that the Barry Bonds shouldn't be in. I'm not even saying that they, they should be in. But what they did, which I think I don't have a problem with them making these guys wait, because certainly Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are first ballot Hall of Fame players, period. But because baseball wanted to send a message to these guys that, you know, hey, you broke some records after you were juicing up, and we don't really like that. But sooner or later, we're going to make you, we're going we're gonna to punish you each year. We're going to make you wait. We're going to make you wait two years, maybe three years, maybe four, maybe five. But eventually you're going to get in. Mirabadon4 says, I will never go to the Baseball Hall of Fame until Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens are in. The interesting thing is I think Sammy Sosa is getting votes now because now that he's white, uh, these baseball writers are happy to vote for him because he's become a white man. And when he was black, they didn't, when he was a, well, he, obviously he's Hispanic. They didn't vote for him then. Well, once Sammy Sosa became a white guy, a lot of these racist baseball writers decided to vote for the white guy. Doesn't he have – he has alopecia, right? Isn't that what he has? I don't know what he has. I'm, I'm, this is all sarcasm, Robin. I know, it's but sarcasm. Just, I, it made me think. Alopecia. <sighs> Sammy Sosa's whiter than the governor of Virginia. Absolutely right. Thank you for that one. Pete Rose, keep him out. I know. I know. Keep That's Pete a... Rose out. Here's the thing. like Alopecia was, was not a club risque last night, Scrapple Joe, thank <laughs> But wing pole is coming up, Robin. Wing pole, baby. I know. So exciting. And I won't be here for that. No. Hey, uh, quick little homework. <laughs> For those of you watching on Instagram, this yes. is you, you don't get what the did post. You, did you pay? Do you have a note up there? Yes, did you I post do. a note? Well, because I can't really constantly remind people. Anybody on Instagram that's watching, you are getting the worst view possible. You're only getting one camera. You don't get to see all the videos. Get you don't frontal. get the chat room. Oh. You know? So um, right there, I put a little note for the Instagram people. Um, the shows can only last one hour, and then they automatically stop, and then I have to restart the camera. So if you are on Instagram... The only way you will get a multi-camera show and join the chat room conversation is you download the free Twitch app um, and follow Tony Bruno show at www.twitch.tv forward slash Tony Bruno show. It's free. If you want to subscribe, great. Following costs nothing, and that way you can be part of everything. So do it, do it, do it. And we provide this content. How dare you not send us money? How dare you? I'm sitting here busting my ass every day giving you this kind of content, and you're not even sending us $5? How rude. How dare you? How dare you? So yes, Dirty, we, rotten. Ain't nobody got time for that. We do. Biatches. And we do really, I mean, 
the the full support the the best way for you all to show your full support to us and the show and everything that we do is by um, following at least following so that we can build our numbers up so more people will get to see the show and when you're on there when you when you create a free twitch account um, it doesn't take up a lot of room on your phone if you're watching it uh, or nothing on your on your computer you can um, ghost host the show where you just click host the show and that way more people will find out about it and every single person that we talk to that has finally found the Tony Bruno because most people they're like oh my god I had no idea Twitch existed or oh I didn't even realize that you were on there because you're like buried um they they all say that it's the best show on twitch so help us this is the only way that you can help us is by getting the word out there so we appreciate it and thank you very very much by following sharing hosting all of that and if you want to subscribe and do it for free via twitch prime fantastic if you want to spend the five dollars even more awesome because we do get a part of that, and that's that's our paycheck. Exactly. And pimping ain't easy. No. Damn. It's so hard. People are asking what they get for $10. I have the answer. Let's go to the tape, Robin. Could you have this up here, please? Your, your, oh, that. Wait a minute. This other stupid thing keeps playing when I get the shut Everything, everything. Let's play it again now. I'm sorry. Everything you want. Everything. Everything. There you go. That's what you, you get go. for $10. Everything, everything you want. Because every little thing is going to be all right. Don't worry. About a ting. Cujo knows. What are the odds Pete Rose gets into the Hall of Fame today? I'm actually Zero. asking for Pete Rose himself. Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Is he still married to that Asian chick? I have no idea what he's doing. Because they had that... that uh, reality, reality show reality for like show 10 minutes. Everybody's minutes. had a reality show for 10 minutes. But anyway, the uh, bottom line is we were not... Wait a minute. Who, who said I, we were begging for bits again? Daniel Hooper is on uh, Instagram. He goes, uh, good speech, Robin. I'm going to make the switch to Twitch. But I'm enjoying the pirate hat popping up on your head on the screen behind you. Well, Daniel, if you were watching it on Twitch, you would be able to see the pirate hat fully. And you would actually even be able to put the pirate hat on Tony if you were a subscriber because those are called masks. And those are put on there by fans they, uh, if you are a subscriber, then you can pay a couple extra bits, and you can, um, you can put masks on Tony any that you want. There is no limitation you to that. You can't even get into a strip club cover charge for five bucks anymore, <laughs> unless you know me and you just mentioned my name at the door. Hey, Tony, we we have stories. Well, we have a lot of stories. Yes, I gave you the football roundup, and of course, uh, one of the other things uh, it's interesting is the Super Bowl tickets now. And I told you on Sunday, Robin, after the two games were over. The ticket prices for this Super Bowl are going to go through the roof. You know why? Why? Well, the Chiefs haven't been in it in 50 years. So there's a lot of uh, big farmer dudes out there, cattle uh, guys and cattle women, who are going to pay a lot of money to head to Miami. They're going to get the hell yes. out of Kansas City and go to Miami for a week. Absolutely. So there's, the Chief fans are going to want tickets. And even though the Niners were there not that long ago with Kaepernick, they haven't won a Super Bowl since 95. And by the way, 
because the stock market's going up and all the stocks are good. They got shitloads of money out yeah. there in the Bay Area. Silicon so Valley. you know they're going to be throwing down big bucks. Uh, From, according to SeatGeek, uh-huh. the average ticket price. Now, these will fluctuate, obviously, as people go there. People buy. People get access to tickets in different ways. The average ticket price right now to get into the Super Bowl, Robin, is $9,590. Let me repeat. Wait, say that again? That's the average. So the, that's the average price, 9590 That's the highest average price ever. But it'll change yeah. because this is how they do the average. The lowest seat you could buy right now is $5,727. That's for one seat. $5,727. The highest ticket right now is selling for $70,153. Are you paying attention to this, I Robin? Am. The highest previous ticket prices for a Super Bowl, guess when that was, Robin? Super Bowl 52, Eagles and Patriots. Eagle fans obviously yeah. came out of the woodwork. Absolutely. And the Patriot fans, even though they were going every year, they're going to go anyway, even though they went to Minnesota and it's cold there like it's cold in Boston, not as cold in Boston as it is in Minnesota. The average price to get into the Eagles Super Bowl was $5,373. And so you know when you've got Chiefs fans and Niners fans, they're going to be paying big dollars to get in. So if you think you're getting into the Super Bowl for $2,000, ain't no chance. Ain't no chance Damn. you're getting in. By the way, I do have a reply back from Keith. He goes, I would have, but you've managed to land on one of the three days this month. I'm anchoring the 6 p.m. Sports Center, and they are nuts about prep, as you well know. Of course. <laughs> Damn it, Keith. I got to give him one of these. I got to give him one of these right now, ladies and gentlemen. So he is in full show prep already. <laughs> Yeah, but for that $70,000 ticket, the Beach Babe wants to know if she's sitting on Jimmy's lap for seventy grand. LOL. That is Jimmy insane. Garoppolo. Nah, he usually he doesn't. You know, the chicks dig him. You don't, you don't have to pay him seventy grand. He usually pays seventy grand to hook up, I think. I don't think he'll be needing to pay he anything like anymore. He's like a nice guy, though, too. He's a nice guy, but he has an affinity for uh, porn stars. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Clarky Bob, he said, this is a corporate event. Businesses can use their client entertainment budget and deduct 50%. No doubt. That's who gets into the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Now, there's different contests. You know, in fact, NFL players get the chance to buy Super Bowl tickets. Any guy who's in the NFL could buy two tickets. Right. And you know what they do? They oh, buy them. They sell them. And then they go to Miami, and then they'll sell them and, you know, make yes. some money. But Unbelievable, man. But then uh, Fairweather Marvin says, because it's, you know, it's in Dolphin Stadium right, right. now, whatever they call it now. It's Hard Rock Stadium, formerly Dolphin Stadium, formerly Miami Marlins Stadium, formerly Dolphin Stadium, formerly, uh, uh, what was it, the other one, the beer thing? It's had like 15 different names since it started as Joe Robbie Stadium. What was that beer thing that they had for a couple of years? Landshark. Yes. It was Landshark Land Stadium. Stadium. Yes. All the different names. But uh, Fairweather Marvin says, you know, next season when the Dolphins come back, he'll pay $25. And pretend it's the Super Bowl sitting in the same stadium. <laughs> I said Land Shark. Is that still a beer? Land Shark? I, I, don't I always know. thought that was just a bit on Saturday Night Live when Dan Aykroyd would show up and knock on the door. Remember that bit, Robin? 
I do. I Land do shark. read Land Shark and the Ruby Shark. Um, no, I think it's, it isn't is, it a Budweiser it's still, product? Total Wine is still carrying it. Total Wines and more here in Philadelphia. It's a beer, Robin. Yeah, I know. It's still it's, it's a lager. It's a lager, and it is still available. Land Shark Lager. But who makes it? Is it Anheuser Busch um, product? What's the matter with you, Robin? I, I need answers. I have to put in my dates. Who brews Land Shark? I'll tell you right now. Land Shark, uh, it is brewed by Margaritaville Brewing Company in Jacksonville, Florida. I wonder if uh, what's his name owns Margaritaville Brewery down there. Let Jimmy us see. Jimmy Buffet. He probably does. I right? do believe because I see right here. Uh, I see Jimmy. Um, about. Now, here's, here's a... Wait, I have an update yes, on Landshark. the man who started it all, Jimmy But now, ladies and gentlemen, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri, a wholly owned subsidiary of Anheuser-Busch InBev, San Antonio, not Nevada, is the largest introduced in 1982 Budweiser Light. Budweiser flagship light beer, blah, 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 blah. Landshark lager brewed in Jacksonville, Florida. So they, so they do brew... So they bought it out. Well, there you have it, folks. It's your land shark update. So he turned. So Jimmy Buffett. This is, let me give you the story of Jimmy Buffett. And I'm not going to play any wasting away in Margaritaville. So he got into the beer world by accident. 1984, laid back guy was sitting in the office of it with his manager. He spoke on the phone with Corona's marketing team, Corona. Trying to get them to uh, be the beer sponsor for another client, the Eagles, on their upcoming tour. Not the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jimmy Buffett said, hey, I'd like Corona to be my sponsor, too. And it was a curious choice because Corona was considered a Mexican working man's beer, not some cut loose sand in your shoes party pounder. But he made a deal with Corona. He started incorporating the Margaritaville Beach lifestyle aesthetic into the ads. And according to Forbes, Corona hired him to flog its Mexican brew to young cash-fat consumers spending more than $2 million starting in 84 in a radio campaign. So the Parrot Heads started uh, showing up on stage with Corona bottles with limes in their, uh, ah. in their necks. So you go to a Jimmy concert today and you'll see Corona imagery, blah, 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 blah. Longtime, uh, so the guy, John Conlon, is the longtime CEO of Margaritaville Holdings in Palm Beach, Florida. So obviously... The changes in latitude, all that stuff, and then he kept, you know, he kept getting more stuff, and now he's selling pretty much anything that won't walk. Hey, which is most of the uh, parrot heads who are now in their seventies. I don't blame him. And absolutely drunk as skunks. You know what I'm saying? I would do the same. So thing now if you I were. know the rest of the story. Good day. Land shark flavored white claw. Now, I've never had a land shark. The average age of a parahead is like 67 now. I'm right in the wheelhouse, though. I like Jimmy Buffett, but I'm not, you know, I'll just listen to a couple of his songs. I'll hear him when he was over at the uh, other side of the river when he would have his concerts every year. Uh huh. Over at the MB&T Bank. I know that was really cool, being able to sit on our balcony and hear it across the river. I could smell all the Ben Gay across the river if the wind <laughs> is blowing in the right direction. Ben Gay. <laughs> I can I smell that the that pens was... being dumped into the uh, Delaware River after someone couldn't make it to the porta potty outside. I don't think it was Ben Gay, <laughs> Tony Bruno, that you were smelling. No, they smoke dope too, but it's not like a Jimmy. The, the only place you don't really need to go near and get a contact high is a Dave Matthews show. 
if you're within a four-block radius of a Dave Matthews concert, ain't no need to go and ain't no need to buy weed. You just sit back and sniff, and you'll be higher than a kite. You know what I'm saying? Dean says, I'd go see William Hung before I saw Jimmy Buffett. So, Tony, we have several stories that we wanted to get to today. Um, we got to do this wrestling dad one first, okay. though. Because you know me. I'm a sportsmanship guy. I learned that from Chuck Wilson on my days at ESPN Radio. Yes. Where's the sportsmanship? And Chuck Where was one of the guys is... who always, always would ask that. And he still does to this day in his career outside should. of radio. They should all be asking where's, where's the, the sportsmanship. And now there is no sportsmanship, sadly, for the most part. Well, there is for the most part, but people are the bat flips and, you know, showing people up, that kind of stuff. That's cool now. You have your own, you know, your unique stupid dance and stuff like that. That's fine. If it's entertaining, I don't care. But then you got douchebag parents, unfortunately. You see them at Little League games. You see them at soccer games on Saturday morning yep. where the kids could barely kick the ball, but the parents are screaming at the coach because their son's not in there because it's a nothing-nothing score, and they're 40 minutes into the game, and the coach says, hey, put my damn kid in. He sucks just as bad as the other douchebags. Then you take it to the next level, Robin. You take it to wrestling. Not WWE, not AEW. I'm talking about old school, on the mat, wrestling at the lowest levels and at the highest levels, national championships. I don't know whether this – this looks like high school kids. I don't think it's elementary school kids. So there's a wrestling match, and the two young men are on the mat. The referee signals the whistle. It's over pretty quickly, and then something goes terribly, terribly wrong. Let's go to the tape. Hope you can see this. And there they go. They're underway. Dude with the black trunks picks up the dude with the white trunks. Oh, and the white trunk dude just does a body slam, and it is over. And as he's walking up, a dad comes in out of nowhere. With a takedown from behind. Now let's watch this again in with without uh, sound. All right, so this so, match ends pretty quickly. Yeah, it ends pretty quickly. All and black, it's, and it's, all, all white. it's a legit takedown. Oh, yeah, it's a body slam. Yeah. He picked him up and threw him down, match over. And then the dad comes out of nowhere, and obviously it's the dad of the kid who got thrown down real hard. We're assuming. Well, why would he be tackling the I kid agree. who took the other kid down, Robin? Totally agree, but I don't you think know. he's taking down the uh, the, uh, the the winner because he won. He took down the winner because he took down his son. I'm I'm agreeing with you, and I'm, we're assuming. I mean, we're we're pretty sure we're correct, but who knows? Somebody could just be freaking crazy. No, that's that's a that's a crazy dad. This isn't tennis. You know, where people are running out onto the court and stabbing uh, what's her face who got stabbed in the back, it's Martina Hingis. Yes. Remember that. That's absolutely crazy. See, I don't see what the rest, I don't know what happened after that. Because you see the cameras all muffled. I, so I got to find out the rest I mean, of the story. Is, is the dad upset because when when he was, the body slam, maybe it was because he landed on his head? I mean, look at it. I don't know, it. Robin. I'm not a psychologist. I know. But it's. The nuts. dad probably didn't like it. He didn't, the referee, well, the referee put his hands on top of his head. I don't know if he considered that a dirty. I, I don't know what's dirty anymore in wrestling. Well, I, think, yeah, I think people were probably a little bit concerned that the kid that was slammed down landed on his head. and that I usually was, just mud right. You know, I, I have never really done wrestling like that. It's usually with women in vats of oil or jello yes, and that kind of stuff. That's your favorite kind of oil. Or, or so, chocolate, chocolate pudding. Because, pudding wrestling, yeah. ravioli. Uh, uh, we had. Uh, yes, it was Monica Sellis, not Hingis. Yeah, Monica Sellis. I'm sorry. Thank you for the correction. Uh, those chicks all look the same. Those Euro trash chicks. Shh. 
But anyway, but thirst for a non-white quarterback, even though I can't reply to him on Twitter, he has uh, tweeted two minutes ago, Jimmy Buffett, some white folk shit. I've never seen so many fat white fuck-ups in one place. You ain't going to get any argument from me, pal. In fact, you're going to get a roaring round of applause. You need to get a shorter applause. Tony. No, you know, I can I can control the length. I can't control the width. I cannot control the width, though, but I can control the length. I could stop it like it. I could just give you like that. I could give you. I give you whatever you want. So, Tony, what that you need. that was a video, obviously, of bad parenting. I mean, I think we all agree, right, that that is that is not something that a parent should do. Correct? No, absolutely not. Okay. okay. I want to know the aftermath. See, when people post those kinds of videos, I want to know the whole story. Yeah, I know. I should. You should. know, the 10-second barstool clips. Don't tell me anything. Hey, barstool. I know you want you get you know you get clicks on your website. That's great. How about putting the rest of the story in? Even Babylon B puts the rest of the story in. As fake as it may be, it's still at least some background to the fake headline. You have to have the fake story that goes along with it. But my favorite video that I saw yesterday. Yes. This is this is good parenting as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. It's funny as F, but I truly believe that if this situation had presented itself to me, I would have done the exact same thing to I my I never son. did it when I was a kid, when I got my first turkey. and Well, actually, we didn't do turkey in my house. But the first time I ever got a frozen turkey and defrosted it and then put it in the sink, and then started removing the innards, you know, the little bag. Yes. I, I figured out right away that that little bag had, like, innards in it. Right. But then there's that always that surprise in there. Yes. And unfortunately <laughs> for this young man, or fortunately. This is the funniest thing ever, and I think this mom, brill- I, I, I wish that we had had phone cameras around when my kids were I used to have to get out the big 72-pound Betamax God, and put it on my... To- the, the the PV news people now have smaller cameras yes. than we used to have to tape our kids doing stuff back in the mm-hmm. 80s. Gigantic machines. Now you take out your phone, and then you embarrass your child for the whole <gasps> world to see. How many people have watched I, this video I now, Robert? Th- I hope this video takes this kid through college because it's going to go. Well, it at is, least get him a job in a slaughterhouse. It is so 120,000 views. Yeah. I'm surprised and it's it not just, more It than was that. just put up. I, I It has to go more. This this deserves to bring this kid through college. It's awesome. Here we go. I wouldn't say break a leg to this young man. I'd say break a neck. Let's go to the tape. Okay, so I'm going to get the turkey ready for my mom to cook. Nathan thinks he can handle this. Yep, you got to get all that out. Her phone was obviously going off. Boy or girl turkey? I have no idea. Nathan. Nathan. What? <laughs> Nate, don't. Nathan. So the kid pulls out the turkey neck. Nathan. Nathan. Look. Nate, stop. Look at me. Look. Don't put your hand on your mouth. What's the problem? I don't know. Mom, 
I think it's a boy. <laughs> Nathan. Nathan. Look at me. Stop gagging. Okay. Oh my god. Put it down. What is that? I think it's I think it's a penis. Turkey penis. <laughs> Alright, what else is in there? I don't know, Mom. I think you God. <laughs> Boy, you are not right. Bunch of ice, it feels like. Uh, poor kid. <laughs> Trust me, mom's never seen a penis that big. I, I'm so impressed that he's continuing. Oh my god. Is that it? Yeah, that's. So I guess we got a mail, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Nate. Oh my God. Nathan. This kid needs anatomy classes. Buddy. What? That's its neck. <laughs> it's not its neck. These are its legs, and this is its area. Its <laughs> area. The bones. Nathan. These are the bones. <laughs> Turkey's necks are not this small. Nathan. This is its. This is. Nathan. This is not its neck. Okay, buddy. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Excuse me while I whip this. Oh. You're a mess. I th <laughs> this turned out even better than I neck. thought. Yes, it's a neck. This is not a neck. Okay. This, can, you, can you put it down? This is disturbing. This is not a neck. Oh my wow, god. Wow, this is even better than I thought it was going to be. Are you done now? Why? Why? Oh my god. I don't. Look at him looking at it. It's just awesome. What is going through his brain? Boy. We do have reaction, though, from a female turkey who saw the same video. I. Papi, que rico. I want to know what everybody. What, what is going through his mind right now? Right? When he was he's like, wow, turkeys have big penises. Wow. My penis isn't that big. Will my penis ever be that big? The last time I saw a penis or a turkey neck that big, you know what I said? Hey, where the white women at? Exactly. They come running when they see something that big, Robin. You know what I'm saying? That is the funniest thing ever, and I would have totally done this to my kids. I would have done this to my son in a heartbeat. Of now, course. do you think the mom... Knew in advance? No. No, she says this turned out even better. She thought he was just going to, like, do it, and then it was going to be gross, and, and she would laugh. But the fact that he thought it was the neck was a penis, she was like, this turned out better than I thought it was going to. Well, if it was a penis, the mom should have said, and that penis, by the way, has Peroni's disease, because you see how it's curved? <laughs> and the Peroni's disease, <laughs> unfortunately, but it's still edible, though. Yes. If you have a Peroni's disease turkey when you pull out the penis... <laughs> From your next turkey, <laughs> just make sure it's not that doesn't. You can call the or as as Cujo knows says, should have done what we did on the. What did we do on the show right before Thanksgiving, Robin? We called the Butterball yes, Butterball Turkey Hotline. Yes. No confusion, no second guessing, no bullshit. We went right to the source, the Butterball Hotline. That mom, a bad job of parenting right there. Not telling her kid. That that was the turkey neck. That how is that segment disturbing? No, the turkey's nickname was not Long Dong Turkey, although it could be. 
The old ladies at the Butterball Hotline can handle a turkey penis just fine. Hey, Tony Bruno, we yes. have... We have a call on the line? We do. We have the official archivist of the Tony Bruno Show, Jim from Cheltenham. Does he have a turkey penis that's bit that I did on the no, air once? he has, in prep for Super Bowl week, he has a 13-year-ago Miami Super Bowl clip. From when we were there with yes. Brian Baldinger and the whole gang, and I think Mark Willard was there. That was Sporting News Radio, I believe. Is that right, Jim? How are you, buddy? How you doing, Tony? Beautiful, man. Congratulations with your grandson. Well, thank you. Yes, I keep getting updates every day, and he's growing slightly. He's off the uh, oxygen now. He's breathing on his own, and he's, he's on uh, sugar tits right now, which is a good, good sign. Okay. Well, this is a Super Bowl you did in 2007. 2007. So, so that, yeah. ironically, it was also in Miami. Yeah, that's the one. That was the that was the Colts. Bears and the Colts. The Bears and the Colts Super Bowl uh, twenty. Uh, no, what is XLI? What is XLI, Robin and Roman numerals? XLI, forty-one. Um, no, thirty-one. Thirty-one. See, I hate Roman numerals. X is ten. L is five. And then if it's the the number is after the L, then it adds. If it's before, then it subtracts. Who the hell cares? It was Miami. That was the Prince. That was the reigning Super Bowl. Yeah. That was the Peyton Manning against against the great Rex Grossman in the Chicago yeah. Bears game. And we were live down there in Miami. You're 10, right 10. Over the, the morning after. Sorry, L is 10, so it's 41. 41, damn it, Robin. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I gotta wait a minute. Robin's correcting me, and I got to give her one of those. B is, B is, B is 5. B is 5. L is 10. So B is for victory. Yeah. All right, Dean, let's go to the tape. This is uh, back. This is, morning, this is the morning after the Super Bowl. You're on Radio Row, still on Radio Row, and your guest that early that morning was your good friend Sal Palatonio. Oh, Sal Powell popping. And Sal says the Bears, the Colts didn't deserve it. The Bears blew the game. You said, Sal, you're wrong. You argued for five minutes, then Sal had enough. Oh, I love these kind of confrontations on Radio <laughs> Row. Did we come to blows at least? Oh, yes. Oh, let's go to the let's tape. To the Anytime tape. you got two hot-headed Italians arguing about the outcome of a game that had already been played, and we saw it two different ways. It's sort of like watching television now when there's a political debate on. One person they sees it one play, way. But it wasn't like they were getting their brains beaten in here. They were within the score. They were within they were the down score. down five with the ball, and Rex Roseman couldn't get it done. You think Brian Grease is just going to go in there? And, and if he pulls, he needed to do something. And if Lovey Smith pulls Rex, Rex, Rex Roseman in that part, he's finished. he can't even bring him back next he's year. He's finished. What are you, crazy, Sal? Who, who, who says he should bring it back? <laughs> the Colts beat the Patriots or did the Patriots lose that one? This is the beauty about being on the radio with Tony Bruno. Your career is blown up. <laughs> now, now, you I, 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 career I am going to need like four months to recover from this conversation. The damage is done from yeah, this one. Yeah, the damage huh? is done. They're recording this in Bristol, Connecticut. What are you hey. doing going on with that bald-headed geek on crack? They love me in Bristol. Where's the crack, Everybody crack. All the people at ESPN still love me. Come on. Do they? You're not allowed to come on, Sal? So? I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't allow you on ESPN after you said the you, stuff you, you just said. Your producer comes over and says, Tony Bruno wants you on the air. Hey, it's a, it's a wonderful elixir. I've got to go. It's like looking into the sun. You can't stop. There you go, Tony. That wasn't that violent. I mean, uh, no, I believe, I believe uh, my buddy Mark Willard and I were correct. And we pretty much pantsed Sal Palantonio on Radio Row the morning after Super Bowl 41 in Miami Beach. That was the Prince gets Prince singing in the rain. And he wasn't right. Fred Astaire wasn't there. Neither was Ginger Rogers. <laughs> uh, today they're going to have the um, Baseball Hall of Fame 
players going in the Hall of Fame today? Yes, we've been talking about it. I've been ripping all the well, baseball writers. Already. Yeah, what? So what's what's going on with Kurt Schilling? I know they're going to keep him out because he's conservative, and that's that's a violation. Yeah. Well, I think he should get in, but you know, all this, he gets in trouble with all the things he's said in you know during the years. He used to get in trouble all the time saying stuff, but it had nothing to do with politics. Now it's political. Yeah, it's political. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But the guy I, is getting a lot of votes, and I can't believe it's Scott Rowan. You know, he's, he's a good player, but he's not. A, I don't think a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, it's interesting, and I and he's getting votes, and obviously, you know, Jeter's a lock. I said this earlier. He's going to be the second consecutive player to go in unanimously, which I understand, which makes a lot of sense, because you know there should have been a ton of players before. Mariano Rivera, who were unanimous first ballot Hall of Famers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, Scott Rowland's strange because, you know, he's not well-liked by the Phillies fans. He had a lot of problems with the press here in Philadelphia. And we showed up, I think it was Harry Callis night, and he was playing with the Cardinals. And the Phillies, said he, the Phillies didn't want him to be part of the ceremony. Didn't want to say anything. But then he, when Harry Callis' car came around to the dugout, he comes flying out of the Cardinals' dugout and shake Harry Callis' hand. And the place went crazy, but everybody was booing him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's amazing. Scott Rowland was a great third baseman. Don't get me wrong. And obviously here in Philly, it didn't it ended ugly. But he was a hell of a player. Is he a Hall of Famer? Again, I haven't crunched the numbers. He certainly was a great third baseman, not only in Philly, but obviously in St. Louis too. So I don't understand, you know, why people hold personal grudges. You know, well, it, why, he, is he a great player because he dissed the city? Well, he didn't like the, he didn't get along with the fans, and he did not go along with the press here. He loved playing the game, but he didn't like the other stuff he had to do. Exactly. Like that, that's, photo night, he hated photo night. And, uh, no, I agree with you in that respect, but does, should that keep you out of the Hall of Fame? There were no, a lot it, of it jerk should, players. Trying, you know, here in the city, you know, he, he was not, was really, wasn't happy with the fans. I told I remember, I was here, I, I remember that era. Yeah. You know, even though I was working at the network, when I was working in, in Philly at ESPN, I was I was in Philly five days a week, and I would go up to Bristol for the weekends. So I was well aware of Scott Rowland's career and how it ended and how the fans. You know, and, and listen, I'm a Philly fan through and through. I've been here my whole life except for the 11 years. But, I mean, I know how the fans are, and I'm going to criticize fans too. Fans here overreact to everything. Now, they do it in a lot of cities, yeah. but in this city – even good things we break down and complain. We complain about wins in the city, let alone losses. And so when a player disses us and says, I, I, I don't really want to do this, I don't like the way the fans are treating me, then he becomes public enemy number one. And so does that mean he wasn't a Hall of Fame player? To me, it doesn't. I had a lot of athletes treat me like, like crap over the years, and I was never one of these confrontational guys who got in their faces. There were a lot of athletes who were great players who were dicks to me. I don't hold that against them. You know, Dean, Dean I just says, say they're a dick, and I don't. But I don't get a vote in the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't keep an athlete out of the Hall of Fame because he was a dick to me. But a lot of these baseball writers do that. They will. Yes. They will keep a guy out or vote, not give him a vote now, Dean because says they didn't like the guy. It should be the. It shouldn't be the Baseball Hall of Fame. It should be the Baseball Hall of Good. Because that's all they are. H O G. That sounds hog. I mean, that wouldn't. That doesn't look good on a shirt. <laughs> when you sign hog on your initial, you know, yeah. you write your name down. Hog, twenty twenty hog, not boss hog, of course. I tell you, the Super Bowl. This is probably one of the toughest Super Bowls to predict. Absolutely, you're absolutely. I can't. It could go either way. It may come down to one play. No, it's going to be fun. There's no doubt about it. You got two teams with amazing offenses. Obviously, the Forty ers have a three-headed monster at running back. And by the way. Uh, their running back, Tevin Coleman, who we saw lead the game early, 
And then, of course, former Eagle, former multiple player, Raheem Mostert went in there. And it's funny because all season long with John McMullen and I, where I was the one who brought up Raheem Mostert early in the year before everybody in San Francisco yes. was going crazy. And I made a joke on one of the shows that Raheem Mostert was finally signed by the 49ers to an actual contract mm -hmm. after he had been bouncing around from practice squad to practice squad, including the Niners. He was on the Eagles practice squad for a couple of seasons. He looked good in some preseason games. They let him go. Then he goes to another team. He was on the practice squad. Let him go. Then he goes to the Niners three different times. The Niners had him on, him on their practice squad three different times, let him go each time. And finally, when he came in and looked good, they said, we're keeping this guy, and they actually, this is the first year he actually had a contract, a three-year contract signed for the 49ers to be a regular player, and look at what he's and done boom. for them all these years later, man. It's a great story. He's a great, great story. Mahomes, were you the first ones I've ever had him on radio? Yes, indeed. At the super Super Bowl? It was at the Super Bowl yeah. in Houston. That was, the year, that, that was the year before, that was the year before, remember, he was going into the draft at that Super Bowl. Was he wasn't Houston. an NFL yeah. player yet. He was just being brought around on Radio Row by his agent, Lee Steinberg, who always brings his clients over. And I remember when he came into this, the area, Lee Steinberg brought him on my show first. And his mom was sitting there. Robin was talking to his mom. We got to know her. Great lady. You know, we're talking about family stuff. And we had, we had him on and just a phenomenal, phenomenal kid. And obviously, we didn't know he would be this good, but we knew he would be good. And now he's Right now, you could argue he's the best. He's the, there's a lot of great young players, but at least he's got a couple of years under his belt. And in his first couple of years, he's been an MVP, and now he's going to a Super Bowl. So this guy's got an unbelievable future ahead of him. It's, it's, last two Sundays, it was unbelievable. I, two of the greatest comebacks I've seen back-to-back -back games in the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, they were down 24 nothing. Not, I mean, 10-0, you're thinking, oh, wow, you know, yeah, everybody picked the Tennessee Titans for the most part because of what they did in New England and what they did against Baltimore. And when you saw them jump out ten nothing, and there's the nine, and there's the, the Chiefs couldn't even get a first down. They were three and out on their first possession. But you never count that team out. That's why I think this Super Bowl is going to be unbelievable. And I think you got to bet over. It's going to be in Miami now, depending on the weather. If it rains down there, I don't know how that's going to affect the turf. But it's you know, it's people think it's just summer in uh, Miami all season long. It's not. In fact. In Orlando, which is in the middle of the state, and it does get cold there if you've been to Disney in the winter, they had to close the water parks today because it was too cold. Oh, Blizzard God. Beach, Robin's favorite water park, closed today because it's too cold to go swimming. It's well, an what are they doing all the shows there? Fox is doing all the shows on South Beach, though. No, no, it'll be nice. It'll be 70-something. It'll be it's not going to be. We're not going to have. I don't have to bring in my parka. I don't have to bring gloves. Rubbers, I always bring rubbers wherever I go. <laughs> And of course, because my mom such a always, Boy said, Scout, always, my mom always said, "Don't forget the rubbers." I've never forgotten the rubbers. To well, Tony, have a great time there. You and Robin have a good time there next week. Well, thank you, Jim. You know we'll be working hard, and we'll be partying hard. There'll be all kinds of shows, different times of the day, I guess. Yes. Well, we'll we'll lock in a show, and then we will have so many interviews. We'll be putting those up on Twitch. Uh, we'll be going to the parties. We'll be going live on our parties to show people what it's like being, you know, behind the scenes and. Slapdick, uh, semi-important person on Radio Row, only because I've been to 31 of these. That's why they give me, uh, they treat me nice in the NFL. I don't even have to wear an NFL hat like Rob Lowe did in San Francisco to get acknowledgement from the National Football League. Okay, have a good time, guys. Thank you. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together, the official archivist. He has his own, uh, I have his own 
sign up for him. Whenever he comes on, the official archivist. So you have a, a graphic, for, a graphic. For Jim from Cheltenham. Yes, absolutely. He I didn't see. What did it say on it? It has a graphic that says archivist because freaking miracle worker isn't an official job title. Where's his name on there? He's got to have his name. It, it just says can't... on now above it, Jim from Cheltenham. Oh, okay. Hello. So that was something that you found. You didn't actually yeah, no. make that. No, I did not. I was. I've I, never I, I archivist because freaking miracle worker isn't an official job job title. Yes. Which I think is totally appropriate for him. Well, wait, I have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, from the Woke Files. Conor McGregor now officially is on the shit list of most of the media in America. And how, what did he do now? Or supposedly do? Well, he knocked the guy out in 40 seconds the other night, right. the cowboy. We yeah, know that. that, was, that was, UFC's that was Conor McGregor, Trump, quote, quite possibly the greatest president of all time. Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. You can add Conor McGregor to Kurt Schilling and some of the other athletes out there who had the audacity to say something good about the president. Conor McGregor is now officially on the shit list. I'm sure his Twitter feed will be blocked, and all of the ESPN and all the other national sanctimonious writers will be denouncing this guy. The same guys who a week ago were kissing his ass and sucking up to him, even though he's done some douchebag things in his life. Right? Conor McGregor. Remember the thing with the bus? This guy's nuts. Yeah. But he's also a big draw. People pay money to watch this guy do his stuff. Rob Lowe was the the only reason he wore an NFL hat because he's not a fan of either team. Right. And so, but he's got a new show on Fox, a new 9 11 spinoff. So they owe all the networks to it. Right. They put, so, you know, they put the, somebody so they have. So he decided to go with the badge, the NFL badge, because he wears a badge on the Although he show. did look like he would be a good-looking official on the field. Oh, you he, know, if he had the full referee I mean, gear on. If, there's, if you describe a man with a chiseled jaw, there is nobody that fits that description better than Rob Lowe. He has a chiseled jaw. No, he's good. I love Rob Lowe. Not in the manly kind of way, but in a... A good-looking guy, great actor, done a lot of stuff. He had a paranormal show one season with his two sons. Yeah. He took them all these haunted places. Yeah, they were good. Love that stuff. Good stuff. It was great. It was great seeing him with his sons. I mean, he obviously has a great relationship with his kids, jokes around with them. Yep. It's nice to see. So, ladies and gentlemen, add to Tony Bruno being uh, getting a seven-day suspension from Twitter. Wait till the the people get a hold of of, – of UFC champion now, the Irish guy. What do you think, Robin? Should he be shadow banned from Twitter? Should he never be allowed to fight again? Should he be banned from Las Vegas, from New Jersey, from Connecticut, from New York, from California? I don't think anybody should, based upon their opinion. But if they're, if it's somebody that that is advocating violence and telling people that you should go out and you know. Uh, kill somebody or, or shoot somebody or, or hurt somebody else, then yes. But other than that, if, if, you're, uh, if you're just have an opinion about something, I don't care if it's something that I don't like. If I don't like what you have to say, I just won't. I'll block you. I'll, I'll, I'll mute you so that I don't have to see it. People stop, need to stop being such pansy-ass babies. You can't block Conor McGregor, Robin. You can only hope to be at the weigh-in with him. 
Conor yeah. McGregor, add him to Ken. I can't wait for the USA Today, the Sports Illustrated, all of the other virtue signaling writers out there to denounce Conor McGregor just a week after he wins another fight that only lasted 40 seconds. Most of these writers who will be writing this couldn't last 40 seconds with their wives or their girlfriends or even by themselves. But they will now tell you why Conor McGregor is a bad human being. By Pie Bueller. Pie Bueller? I guess that's their handle. Don't mess with Miss Robin. That's right. Damn it. Don't mess with me. I think it's Pitbull. No, that's not really. It's Pie Bueller. Um... We have another another story, which is kind of a, a, a talk about. By the way, I think Jamel Hill is already writing her hit piece on Conor McGregor right now. I'm sure. Speaking of, of people that are troubled. Yes. And I'm not saying that I don't want I, I, I was thinking about running this video because it's really sad. I it's d- disturbing. No, I think we should run it. But hopefully it, he gets the help he needs. And people are now Phil Martelli, you know, obviously Jameer Nelson, his teammate. I'm sure LeBron James, his former teammate, when they see this video, it's really disturbing. It is. It is very disturbing. I mean, I remember when Delonte West. This is nothing to laugh at. I mean, people are making. There's a lot of people that are making fun of him. Yeah, which is is absolutely wrong. This is. This is. It's absolutely wrong. This. I. We are running this video to show you how scary the drug world is, and how somebody of this talent. And the guy made over $19 million, yes, $19 million. In, his, in his NBA career. Nine seasons. He was drafted by the Boston Celtics. Remember St. Joe's? That was a great backcourt. Mm-hmm. They went to the Elite Eight and lost to Oklahoma. So here in Philadelphia, with a small school like St. Joe's, goes that deep. And Phil Martelli was able to recruit two amazing talents in the backcourt like Delonte West and Jameer Nelson. You know, Phil Martelli saw the video, and he's uh, now uh, Jameer Delonte West. Uh, Jameer Nelson, his teammate, wrote a, a, a really touching uh, mem- yes. uh, commentary on on Twitter and on Instagram, mm-hmm. yeah. concerned about this guy. And, and this if the one good thing about this video becoming public is that people are now aware and hopefully will get this guy the help that he needs because whoever was around him, they obviously exactly. weren't. And we were talking last week about Antonio Brown and how much we feel that there's something wrong and he needs help. Yep. This is the kind of thing people think that just because they're making a lot of money, they're like, oh, they're fine, they're fine, they're just, you know, whatever. No, people that even people that are making a lot of money, they too sometimes need help. And here is what can happen. So and now he is sitting on a sidewalk. I don't know what city this is. I don't know when this happened. It doesn't have the specifics. But obviously, he not only is having alcohol problems, no. but obviously he, he at one point he mentions that he's the he's the president. He's the president yeah, now, of the United States. FYI, this is not safe for work. He does say a lot of yeah, bad language. Laden. It's profanity laden. So and if, now there's somebody talking to him. I don't know if that's a police officer. It's a police officer. So he's cuffed behind his back. Apparently yeah. there was a confrontation on the street right. with someone. Right. And then Delonte West here, uh, pretty much uh, he pretty much says that somebody was pulled a gun on him. So right. that's the out. So he was walking down the street. I don't know what happened prior, but he claims before we play this, if you haven't seen it that the reason the police came over because it was a confrontation and he claims a guy pulled a gun on him right. and there he is sitting on a sidewalk with no shirt on and his hands cuffed behind his back being asked questions by a police officer. What? 
man, all right. Why'd you hit him? Did he attack you first with the self-defense, or did you hit him? Man, I walked down the street. The man approached me with an eye button with a gun. He approached you, where's his gun at? I don't give a fuck. Okay. Do you know where his gun is? I don't give a fuck. Okay. Young champ. I'm the leader of the motherfucker. Goddamn Navy Seals. And the home. And the Navy. I'm the motherfucking President Trump. I'm the real fucking president. Okay. I'm right now. I'm about to lead them. All the games. What happened? All right. It's really, really sad. It's I mean, very anybody sad. who looks at that and laughs or thinks that's funny really doesn't have any blood in their systems. I, yeah. I know we'll look at, you know what happened? People say, well, the guy made all that money, and so I don't feel sorry for him. And it, for the most part, when you make that kind of money, your life should be, you should be set for life. You shouldn't have a trouble in the world, or you, have, you should have no issues. That's what, the, that's what the prevailing sentiment is. And luckily, because he was a famous as- athlete, mm-hmm. whose life is now obviously in ruins, people will reach out to him and get him the help that he needs. My biggest question is, you know, he hasn't played in the NBA since, when was his last year? He was with the Mavericks in 2012. Then he went to the G League a little bit. So he was with the Celtics, played up until 2012, and uh, then went to the G League. And so no one knows what happened since then, but obviously it's not good. And so hopefully he gets help and people will find out where he is because there's no way nobody knows where he is. Could there be nobody on earth? That knows where he well, is I mean, and what's going on in his life? I've heard of family members who've tried unsuccessfully to get help for people that have both mental issues and drug issues, and they disappear, and they kind of end up living up on the streets, and and they they lose track of them. It's hard to find somebody when somebody is out on the streets, um, and they don't want to be found. So who knows what happened? And, and Jameer Nelson, um, this is his Uh, tweet in response he says i'm sick today to my stomach right now seeing the video of delante to answer everybody that's reaching out to me about his situation all we can do is pray for him and his family and hope that he seeks the proper help mental illness is something that a lot of people deal with and don't even know it until sometimes it's too late i'm not sure what exactly is going on with d west but he knows i'm in his corner and will help him get through this yes i've spoken to him over the past several months just trying to be there for him as a friend. One thing I do know is if you are having mental, emotional, or physical setbacks in your life, you need to talk to somebody. And then he goes on to a couple of other things. But here's the problem. When you are having a mental breakdown, um, you don't always realize what's going on. Uh, I mean, Luigi has been very, very open about his issues himself, and he's very open about, you know, that, that he's finally found help. But when he was in his deepest, darkest state, he did not recognize right away that there was anything wrong with him. The world is what's wrong when you're in that state. Exactly. And you are in your right mind. Everybody else is effed up. And so if you are truly a friend, if you are truly wanting to help somebody, sometimes you have to make that hard decision and force them to get help. You cannot allow them to get to that point. But he's had, he's had issues before, unfortunately. I mean, he's had problems with the law mm-hmm. and, and drugs. Yes. And so this isn't a revelation no. to most, most people. Even when he played in the NBA, you know, there were stories about his situation in Cleveland with LeBron's mom and all these other things. I don't know if that was true and I don't care. But obviously this guy, this just didn't happen. Right. 
This and, is the result of what happened after exactly. his life started well, and this is cascading. The, this is what we were talking about last week about Antonio Brown, is that there's all these people surrounding him that are laughing at all these crazy things that he's doing and saying, and they're just letting it go on. If they were truly his friends, they would help him get help now. They would do something now. And there will. There will be people. Trust me. This is not going to go unnoticed. Unlike the other people who are on the streets in this similar situation who have no family, their family doesn't know who they are, where they are, who they didn't make a dime, they're broke, they have draw, all they do is panhandle for drug money, right. and they're sitting on the streets in, in excrement and living in a tent on the side of a street, messed up. All these people need help. Yeah. The fact that it's Jameer Nelson, the fact that it's Delante West, and everybody knows him, is at least a sign that we know he will get the help he right. needs now. It took this for somebody to finally realize, Jesus, what happened to him? And you know what? People knew he had problems. Yep. But they didn't know it was this bad. And now this and is they, what this is the this is what breaks the, the camel's way. back. They looked the other way. They didn't want to see this. And and that's the thing is that nobody wants to live in that kind of situation. Nobody that's out on the street wants to be there. Even when they say that that's what they want, they 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 don't. Nobody's choosing this life. And um, we, we really need to figure out a better way of dealing with our mental health and our opiate crisis here in the United States because we are not doing a good job at all. Robin, what are you running for this year? I just, I mean, I just, it, it's, it's, it's so frustrating. We all know this. I know. And you know what? We try as, as private citizens. You know, Tony Luke lost his son to, mm-hmm. to an old heroin overdose. He's doing what he can to, to keep the awareness up. Everybody knows drugs are bad. Everybody knows these drugs will, will eventually ruin your life. I'm not talking about smoking weed. I'm talking about when you're, when you're into heroin and you're doing opioids and you're doing anything to feel that rush the, and pain. The problem that we have, though, is that there is no real – the help that we have here is not doing its job. Like, if you – Don't try to compare this to European countries where the population is not even the size of the city of Camden no, in the I'm entire country. What, what I'm saying is that – the, the solutions that we have are not actually solutions. And even the solutions that we have are not always accessible to everybody. What happened is we changed three, uh, 180 degrees. Back in the day, in the 60s and 70s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, we used to put anybody who appeared to be disturbed into these mental facilities, these gigantic hospitals yeah. like Byberry in the Northeast, uh, Penhurst. Which State was hospital. Not the solution either. No, and so we went from one extreme, which was putting these people into into hospital facilities where they were t- so grossly overcrowded. And Bill Baldini from Channel Ten went in there and exposed it. And we started closing all those mm-hmm. facilities down because they treated everybody the same, no matter right. what your what your what your illness was. You could not even be that badly. You can't even. You don't even have to be that that badly disturbed to go into these places. And they were mixing people, doing electroshock. They were going to the extreme. So what do they do? They close all these facilities down, and now the al- the alternative is nothing. We went from overproducing, overmedicating, o- finding ways to get into these people's brains to see what's going on, to now, hey, you want to live on the street? Go live. Hey, here in Philadelphia, let's get to the safe injection sites. You know, some people it's think insane. that's good. Some people think that's bad. No. There are no answers, unfortunately. No, I mean, here, and, and, and let me, for anybody that thinks that safe injection sites is the answer, let me tell you, it is not passion. It is not compassion for somebody 
to allow them to continue to kill themselves. That is not compassionate, period. There's a lot of lost souls, Robin. And unfortunately, there's nothing, nothing we can do as people, individuals. This, has, you know, the government wants to get involved in everything. And the one thing that they need to do is to protect the citizenry. And allowing people to stay on the streets and not getting them help is not helping the problem. Yeah. It's compounding them. You're yeah. telling them that it's okay. It's okay. Stay wherever you want to stay. If you're defecating on the streets, that's okay. We'll get some people, hire people to wipe it off. There's no incentive for people, and especially people who are addicted. They're not looking for more ways to stay, stay addicted. They don't need more ways to just stay in their world and not escape it to tell them it's okay. You, you, you can just do whatever you want. Nobody's going to bother you. It's ridiculous. Hey, Tony, uh, Cujo No says Justin Kurt Schilling is back over 75%. Yes, and it's not a final. They'll announce okay. the finalists tonight. They will announce the inductees. So the voting's going on. The writers are sending in their votes. And so you have to have 75% of the vote on the ballot. So everybody gets a ballot. If Kurt Schilling's name appears on at least 75% of the ballots, then he gets in. Same thing with Larry Walker, who is in his final year of eligibility. Remember, this isn't Kurt Schilling's first year. It's his eighth year of eligibility. So he's been snubbed for eight straight years. He could get in this year. If he doesn't get in this year, maybe he gets it next year. Larry Walker's last chance, he's in the running. And the other guys that are hanging out there, the Bonds, the, uh, all the other steroid era guys, will By find the way, out I the final tour. I think that 10-year thing is stupid, too. Like, just if, you, if, you, if you've been on there 10 years, all, oh, so, so. So sorry. But You're if you, the reason they luck. do that is you can't put 15 guys in every year. No, The I first get year it. of eligibility is the most important. Uh, pretty much that, all their rules are stupid. Not all of them. Just most of them, Robin. It's not all or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know people want us to go on for three hours today. Um, we've already gone over. We can't. We have so much prep work for Super Bowl, and I there's I so got many some court th- stuff to there's, deal with here. I may be so in jail, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just want you to know. Not just Twitter jail. No, I'm not going to no. jail. I'm just not going to court. I may have to lock myself into the house and build a go all Chucky Africa and Delbert Africa, who's now out of jail in Ramona Africa. And build a compound so on top of my house. So many things I just shake my head about. I I'm going to build like, ah. a. An, I'm going to build a, a, a reinforced bunker on top of my house here. Some people will think it's willing to go one of those uh, third floor deck <laughs> roof decks. Mine is going to be a, a fortified, bomb-proof bunker, so that they're going to have to come and get me. Will it at least have a nice view of the city, though? Exactly. Yes, it will. <laughs> okay, good. There'll just be room for entertaining. Okay, good. It'll be an open concept. <laughs> You know, I'll have to do something about this, the, the, as the asphalt. As, as long as we can have, like, a jacuzzi up there and, <laughs> you know, the view of the city, I'm fine with a fortified bunker. Just as long as Jim Kenny doesn't drop a bomb on it and blow up the whole neighborhood. I don't think my insurance would cover that. But anyway, we pretty much have covered it all for you, Robin. We did. We, 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 went, we, didn't, we didn't have a Florida update today. That's fine. Uh... But there's because always tomorrow. Well, because we're going to be down. Our Florida update is we're going down to the Super Bowl. That's our Florida update. Hello. That's what you're going to pass off and try to make people <laughs> think that that was really good, Robin? <laughs> yes. Are you going to think people are that stupid and going to do no, that? No, they're not that stupid, but they have to be that understanding because we have so much to do, and it's just the two of us. And no time just to do Just the two of us. <sighs> yeah. In the meantime...
just be nice out there, right? Just try to take care of people you can take care of. If you see a friend who needs help, try to help them. It's that simple. You're not going to be able to do it, but at least you can get them on the right track. Just like this show does every day. Don't drink and drive, by the way. Don't text and drive. Don't watch the impeachment nonsense if you don't want your head to explode. And most importantly, God bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth. We'll be back here tomorrow getting you ready for the Super Bowl and all the other stuff and ripping the Hall of Fame ballot and all the other stuff we'll do tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for joining us on twitch.tv slash Tony Bruno Show. Tell your friends, please, because we do damn content, so give us your damn money. the tony bruno show on bruno nation live don't forget to subscribe on the twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of bruno nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must watch radio of course you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like spreaker or itunes plus if you subscribe via twitch you can watch any of our archived videos we hope to see you back here every monday through friday see you soon